This is Sealands Grove Seals football on Eagle 107. It's time for the Derek Hicks pregame show. Now back to the stadium with Pat O'Brien, Ryan Brandt, and Coach Hicks. Welcome to Derek Hicks pregame show. Pat O'Brien along with Coach Derek Hicks. As the Seals grow, Seals move to 2-2 two and two with a win over the Chicolabee Braves a week ago. They're setting up to take on the 4-0 Berwick Bulldogs. And obviously, it's going to all happen here on Eagle 107, eagle107.com. Have Coach Hicks here with me. Uh, Coach, first, we'll look back to the Chickalimmy game. And one thing we came out of that was 35-0 win, but there was conversation about it didn't feel like a 35-0 win. Tell us a little bit more about that thought as you wrap that game up. Um, you know, we talked to the kids, talked to them right after the game, and then it films on Monday that um, – we, we left 14 points, we felt, on the field on the first two drives, you know. Uh, we had the touchdown pass that was dropped and then, uh, you know, didn't execute on the following the follow-up field goal. Uh, the following possession, we had hit Ben Swineford down to, like, the 1-2 yard line, and that got called back for an illegal formation. And uh, what I talked to the kids about is, you know, aggressive penalties are okay. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to get a hold, you might get a block in the back or, or something like that. And here and there, if you're being aggressive, that's going to happen, and that's fine. Uh, what we can have is mental mistakes, and, and all those things, we were shooting ourselves in the foot with mental errors. Uh, so we talked about just having your head in the game, mental preparation through the week, and being ready to go. What was going on in terms of officiating, and not necessarily the calls, but it seemed like trying to work things out during a call. How frustrating was that from a coaching standpoint, and how does it take away from just the flow of the game? You know, it, yeah, it kind of depends on the situation. If you're on defense and somebody's driving the ball, sometimes that's a nice break. Let your guys catch their win. Let let us talk to guys. Uh, you know, unfortunately, it seemed to be happening when we were on the offensive side, and yeah, you know, it definitely messes up the rhythm, the momentum. Uh, you know, we were if we hit a bigger play, we're trying to go hurry up and uh, you know keep those chains moving and. All of a sudden, that just breaks your momentum. So, you know, it's frustrating, but at the same time, it's part of the game. And as a coach, you just kind of deal with it and move on. Do you get an explanation from the officials often trying to explain exactly what they were just discussing? How open are they to say, hey, this is what we were just talking about. This is what's going on. Uh, That's usually a closed-door conversation, Mm -hmm. I guess you would say. Um, You know, we... We sometimes ask, like, hey, what's going on here? And uh, every now and then a guy will say, oh, well, this guy saw this and this guy saw that. But most times they're just telling you, hey, here's what the penalty was. Here's who did it. And uh, as a coach, again, you just kind of have to accept it and move on. You got a 35 nothing win over the Chickalemi Braves and moved to 2-2 two and two, and even more so 2-1 and one in conference play. Uh, your freshman quarterback goes over 300 yards, two big plays, one to Metzger and one to Swineford. He continues to grow, and, uh, you know, it looks like everybody's kind of growing around him as well. Yeah, I mean, he's doing a nice job, and uh, like you said, you know, you look at what Wyatt Metzger did, and uh, th- that's a big night out of one of our tight ends, and uh, Swineford is doing what you would expect a senior leader to do, and he- he's making the big plays. Uh, you know, we still, it's kind of crazy, but we haven't hit that home run yet with Nyland. You know, you got him waiting in the wings. Um, Coy Bastion's been been working in a little bit at tight end, and uh, we're hoping here in the next week or two to maybe start getting him involved in the offense a little bit. So uh, still kind of lots of lots of weapons waiting in the wings for uh, for Danny to work with. So you get the 35-0 win, setting up this week's game against the Berwick Bulldogs. How good are they? 
Uh, I just saw a poll last night came out. Uh, PA Football News has them two in the state. So uh, that, that kind of sums it up. You don't get to be be two in the state in any poll without being pretty darn good. And, uh, you know, the most impressive thing, I think, is their, their physicality. Their O&D lines are probably uh, the best lines that, that we've seen to this point that we may see this year. And uh, th- those guys are capable of just kind of taking over a game. Well, their offense looks one-dimensional when you see it on paper, but you never know whether it's, hey, if it's working, we don't have to worry about doing anything else. They run the ball real well, um, averaging over 285 yards on the ground per game. Is that the case? Are they one-dimensional, or is that just it's working? Let's just keep going with that. Yeah, no, it's uh, they've thrown when they've had to, but you know, fortunately for them and kind of unfortunately for all their opponents, they haven't had to. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they, they have multiple guys that can carry the ball, and uh, like I said, with that O-line opening up holes the way they do, they're just content to, to take five, six, seven, eight yards at a time and uh, methodically just march down the field on you. We're talking about the Berwick Bulldogs coming at 4-0. and Sit down with Coach Hicks as he prepares his team for a good Berwick Bulldog team. You, you heard uh, the rankings came out uh, second in the state according to the halfway point for the Berwick Bulldogs. They're under Frank Cheptock. Comes in his third year. So now he's into his third year as a coach for Berwick Bulldogs. And you've already talked to physicality, run the ball. Uh, what's the stamp been on the defensive side for Coach Sheptop? You know, honestly, it, it, it's the same thing. It's that physicality, guys hustle into the football. Um, you know, linebackers do a nice job. They're, they're D-line. They're, they have a sophomore, where's number one, mm-hmm. uh, that Mason Walbach is his name. And uh, super impressive for a young kid. He's a bigger kid, like 6'2", 225. And, uh, you know, you watch him play and you can kind of see that that's the, the tone that Frank's trying to set with them is be physical, be aggressive, hustle the football, and they do a great job of it. Now we're talking, uh, flipping things to your offense, going against that defense. And we've already talked about uh, Danny Schott going over 300 yards. Uh, and I know this is an emphasis every week, got to run the ball. But this week, it feels like this is a week where I really have to tone in on we got to be able to at least run the ball to keep things as honest and balanced as possible against yeah. good defense. Yeah, I mean, uh, Berwick's been real good against the run. Uh, well, they've been good overall defensively. Uh, but, you know, we, we don't want to get in a position where they can just start blitzing and teeing off on the on a passing game. Uh, so, you know, it, it's a game I can't see anybody consistently just mashing the ball and running, running, running. So we're going to have to be able to pass, but like you said, there's got to be some balance there just to keep them guessing a little bit. Any mix-up in terms of offensive line, or are you going to be able to see the same offensive line that you had last week? That was your initial preseason look to continue for this week. Yeah, no, fortunately, we'll, all five of those guys are going to be in uniform. Um, you know, week number two now that they're playing together, Shikalemi last week for the first time. Uh, so, you know, looking for improvement there, looking for those guys to uh, to kind of gel together a little better than they did last week. You're talking about Zyders, Thomas Showers, Makai Showers, and Trey Bainey along with Benford. Bainey coming off of out, being out for a couple weeks and Benford dealing with some, some ailments as well. So it's good to hear that those guys are able to return and keep that continuity. Uh, 
Zyders on the defensive side. What a game last week. He was a, a man amongst boys. Um, he just continues to really solidify that defense. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, what people might not understand, in a 3-5, in a your 3-D linemen are kind of, uh, kind of sacrificial, I guess you would say, in that their job is just to occupy linemen, get into the backfield, and uh, let your five linebackers run free and make the plays. So uh, for Blaze to finish with 12 tackles last week, uh, running that three five is a great week for one of our D linemen, uh, you know, and, and he's every week it seems like his he's on the field both ways doesn't come off and uh, real pleased with his effort this year so far and like he's got a motor that doesn't want to quit. And you talk about your guys up front being sacrificial so that your linebackers can make those plays with those five linebackers. You know, whether it's Schaefer, Showers, Coy Bastion's moved in there as well. Uh, You also had mentioned about Ryan Allman. He's played well at the linebacker. So you have multiple guys keep fresh on that defensive side. Yeah, you know, linebacker-wise, when you look at Allman, Schoen, Schaefer, Showers, um, those guys uh, rotating around in there. and, And that's a benefit, you know. It might only be three or four plays, but if you can get a kid off the field, get him a quick drink of water and keep him fresh, you know, as we hit that third and fourth quarter, those are the things we couldn't do early on that are, uh, you know, hopefully going to pay dividends later in the game. And then just wrap around your senior, Joe Kahn. Joe Kahn had a huge game as a sophomore, three interceptions against the Berwick Bulldogs at home. And, uh, boy, he's just solidified as well. With Ziders doing it up front, and then you throw in the linebacker position. You got a freshman playing safety. Uh, the safety on the other side is a guy named Wilk, who uh, had some big hits a year ago. He's got three interceptions. He's one of those athletes, and you got to know where he's on the field at all times. Yeah, I mean, we've told Danny, uh, you know, we think we can throw the ball a little bit, but when you're throwing the ball, you better find number seven for them because uh, he's a ball hawk, you know, a couple interceptions this year and uh, real good at at laying the big hit and dislodging balls, causing fumbles. Uh, So quarterback receivers have to be aware of where he's he's at at all times. Talking to Coach Derek Hicks as he prepares his Seals Grow Seals to take on the 4-0 Berwick Bulldogs. Stay with Tegan Wilk from a special team standpoint, but also uh, I looked on paper and there's a, a kid named Aiden Mason, two touchdowns from the return point, uh, from a return standpoint. Um, I think he's just a young guy, might only be a freshman, but uh, is he someone that jumps out on the on film for you? Yeah, you know, uh, obviously you, you, from year to year, you remember, you know, number seven being Wilk uh, and so on. And I, I'm watching film and I see this number 16. Uh, I actually saw him the first time on channel 16, after one of their games, returning a punt. And, you know, thinking back, I didn't remember a 16. Pulled the roster up, and you're correct. He's a freshman, uh, you know, a real burner. So it's one of those deals where you've got to be smart because, you know, you've got Tegan Wilkes standing back there who's a playmaker. Now you add in the freshman mm-hmm. who's a playmaker. So it's kind of like playing Southern in that mm-hmm. our punters and kickers have to be real smart about where they place the football. I was going to say that about how you handle when you have two guys, but you mentioned in terms of how you handled it against Southern. Was that what you truly wanted against Southern? That I mean, you got what looked to be Shanks going out of bounds, um, or is it more trying to keep it to one side or the other and then have your, your cover guys be able to just man up just – a certain part of the field. Yeah, no, we we wanted the ball kind of pinned right to the sideline, and we told the kids if it rolls out of bounds, 
that's fine too. But get it over there. And like you said, unfortunately, that's you know for a kid that's not a natural thing to do. It takes a lot of practice to uh, to place a ball right where you want it. And that was the first time uh, Wyatt and Dean punting the ball had tried it. And a couple times, uh, you know, we did get a shank that didn't go as far as we wanted. But you know, it's one of those things you keep practicing it. And uh, this week it may you know hopefully work out a little better for us. Derek, we always appreciate your time as you're getting your seals ready to take on the Berwick Bulldogs as we wrap up the Derek Kicks Free Game Show. Get ready for the opening kickoff, and it's all going to be heard right here on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. For almost a half century, Central Pennsylvania has turned to Glicks in Zealand's Grove for the best quality in garage doors, fireplaces, stoves, and awnings. With the area's most experienced installers, you know you'll be getting superior service and premium products from Glicks. It's the family name you've come to trust for nearly 50 years. Glicks on Route 15 North, Sealands Grove. And remember, we're always open on Facebook and Glicks.com. Blaze Alexander Ford is your premier Ford dealership on Route 45 in Lewisburg. Blaze Alexander Ford prides itself in offering the lowest price guaranteed on any new or used vehicle we have in stock. We currently have over $15 million of new and used inventory and over 500 vehicles to choose from. At Blaze Alexander Ford, you're always going to get the most for your trade-in and be treated the way you want to be treated after the sale. BlazeAlexanderFord.com. It's worth the drive to Route 45. If the last time you had a fun event with your friends and family was Uncle Bob tells you about his vacation for the third time in a row, then you miss the great times that are found at Garfield's Restaurant and Pub. Everyone from moms and dads right down to all the kids always enjoy Garfield's food, plus ice-cold drinks including Pepsi. Enjoy light fare and appetizers, tasty entrees, desserts, and a whole bunch more. Catering is available, too, for your next holiday or party. It's always great times, great tastes at Garfield's Restaurant and Pub at the Susquehanna Valley Mall. Online at Garfield's.net. Eagle 107. Welcome back to Seals Game Day, driven by Sunbury Motor Company here on Eagle 107, eagle107.com. As the Seals Grove Seals getting ready to match up against the Berwick Bulldogs. Head coach is Derek Hicks in his fourth year, 33-11. and 11 For Frank Sheptock, head man of the Berwick Bulldogs, his third year, 18-8. and eight. Look at the last five years these teams have dominated. Over for the Seals Grove Seals, 11-3 a year ago. State semifinalists in 2017, 11-3 record. 2016, they went 8-4. They lost in the District 4 championship game. In 2015, they went 12-2 and got to a state semifinal game. 2014, the Seals Grove Seals went 9-4 and got to the first round of states. In 2013, they went 6-6 and and lost in the District 4 championship game. In those last five years, 46 and 19. It's almost 10 wins a season and under four losses per year for the Seals Grove Seals. For the Berwick Bulldogs, over the last five years, in 2017, they went 10 and 3. They lost in the District 2 final game. In 2016, they went 8 and 5 and lost in the first round of states. 2015, the Bulldogs went 9 and 2 and lost in the district final. 2014 went 9 and 3 as well and lost in the district 2 final and in 2013 they went 14 and 1 and lost in the state semifinal in those 5 years they went 50 and 14 averaging 10 wins a game and some people Ryan saying this team is better than their last 5 years including a team that went 14 and 1 with CJ Curry was their quarterback that's scary 
<laughs> there's some, been some good teams that they've had over the years. I, I don't want to hear this is one of the better ones tonight. But I'm up for the contest. It's a challenge that Seals Grove knows from year in and year out you're going to have. They've had a lot of turnover. They only have five seniors. they got young guys. We've already talked about it. But what happened last year, Nyland got his first touchdown reception a year against the Berwick Bulldogs, and Kyle Rule kicked his first field goal against the Berwick Bulldogs as well. So why not have some guys get their first, like Swineford, who could get his first touchdown against the Bulldogs, and he's doing it as a senior or the freshman quarterback looking to – get kind of numbers that we're getting used to seeing from the young guy. So a lot of opportunities and a big challenge on a big stage. That's what happens when you play Seals Grove football. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, we've seen history repeat itself. We've seen guys have similar performances against similar opponents. And, and uh, to come out tonight, who knows, maybe we'll see another Kyle Rowe field goal or, or Nyland. You know, my, Nyland played a little banged up last week. I mean, we had an impressive win last, last week basically without Nyland. And he is – might be the best athlete on this team overall got great speed um and, and agility so you know him another week uh, to to get a little healthier and stuff it's going to be an impact this week but yeah he had the touchdown last year maybe he comes out tonight matches with the touchdown and maybe we see some of the trend break though as well maybe we see danny shot come out and break that 200 yard mark which no one's been able to do so it's a bunch of unknowns with the seals group team it just seems like we've had a different roster from each week and about now right now is this week right now is the first time that we look like we're returning the previous week's team and i love the result we had last week with that team so in in a good spot right now for seals to come out and and play a very good berwick team and maybe pull what was well what is considered the upset and when i remind you tonight after the game you can hear scores and highlights from across the region and the alpha electric electrifying call of the week with sean carey and the sunbury motor seals game night right here on eagle 107 and the sunbury Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation app. Take a look at the starting lineups for both teams. Probable starters may see some movement before this one gets underway. But first, looking at the offense for the Berwick Bulldogs, Alex Forrest, quarterback. He's a senior, 6'2", 155 pounds. On the season, just 19 of 42, 310 yards, four touchdowns, two picks. He's only throwing 45% of his completions, but he does run the ball as well. 19 carries, 192 yards. He has four touchdowns, but he has fumbled twice for the Berwick Bulldogs. In the backfield, you see Joe Lind, but the workhorse is Owen Shoemaker, number 39. He's a senior, 5'9", 201 pounds. On the season, he leads the team with 78 carries. The team's in rushing with 604 and seven touchdowns. Does have one fumble, but he's averaging 7.7 yards per carry for the Berwick Bulldog offense. Also in the backfield, Blake Maurer, Tegan Wilk. We've already talked about him as an athlete. He runs the ball. He has eight carries for 95 yards, three touchdowns in those eight carries. He also had six receptions for 39 yards and a touchdown for the Berwick offense. Up front, you'll uh, the tight end, you'll see Will Decker. Now, he's not a guy that's going to catch the ball, but, boy, size-wise, just adds to that offensive line at 6'2", 212 pounds from your tight end. Across that offensive line, Cashman, Craig, Stabinski, Cisco, and Zaluko, and they average six foot, 237 pounds. Three juniors and a sophomore. Ryan, get used to seeing these guys because they'll be back again next year, and that's what they rely on. They rely on that offensive line along with the tight end who goes over 212 pounds as well. So Derek's aware of that, and he may make some adjustments up front. Some talk was, would Nate Schoen be moved up to play that defensive end position? As Derek talked about in the interview, he's enjoying and he's liking how these linebackers are coming on, like a Ryan Almond and also Micaiah Showers and Schaefer. That allows you to have some of that flexibility. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, we talk about it week in and week out as far as the, the line of scrimmage. We know that's the key. I don't care how good your running back is. I don't care, care how good your quarterback is, your receivers. If you can't get it done at the line of scrimmage, the offense is going to struggle. And the same thing on the defensive side. The more pressure you can get with your down linemen, the better off you are because you allow other guys to roam and do their job. So this game is going to be a matchup of at the line. And you go back, you know, about you talking about linebackers, you able to move other guys out and bring other linebackers in. This is something Seelsgrove has been doing for as long as I can remember. That's why they are the 3-5. They always have five athletes or more. I mean, you go all the way back to the state title team. That, that was a ridiculous five linebackers. It could be the best five linebackers that were in all of the area. They would have been the best on any team, and they had depth. And, and you're seeing it here. This team's got depth. They've got athletes. They might not be the six foot two, 250-pound guys, but they've got a bunch of guys that can fly around the field and hit hard. And that's why you're going to be able to see them move maybe some of these bigger linebackers up and spell some more time on the defensive line, which is only going to help in a game like this where it's going to be what do you have left in the tank in the fourth quarter? It could be that kind of game. I mean, I really think – if Seals Grove wins this game, it's going to be a close one. It's going to be a battle to the end. And I think these kind of moves by Derek uh, uh, Hicks and, I, and making some guys come in and play some linebacker to spell some other stuff, I think that stuff's going to pay huge dividends in, 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 the, in the process of trying to get this win tonight. You talk about that and how these teams have played out. Berwick won four straight for 2011 and 2014 by a combined score of 120 to 28. Berwick averaged 30 points per game in those four wins. Seals Grove just seven. Now Seals on the flip side have won the last three games to combine 51 to 34 from 2015 to 2017 and that includes two three-point wins in 2015 and 2016. So like you say, Ryan, if Seals will win this, we're expecting it would be a very tight game. If they can manhandle or they can uh, compete on that offensive line, that defensive line, it could be a very good and surprising finish here for the Seals Grove Seals. But, again, that's going to depend on what these defensive linemen and these offensive linemen are able to do up front. Look, Talk about the defense. Blaze Ziders will be up front and also Everett Thomas. And it could be Nate Schoen playing that other defensive position. We'll have to watch as we get ready for this opening kickoff. And the linebackers, we talked about it. The starters will be Kahn, Schaefer, Showers, and Bastion. And it could be Metzger or it could be Ryan Allman as you're getting that depth at the linebacker position. Ben Swineford, he's a corner along with Dean Hollenbach. And the safety we've talked about, Teague Hoover, just a freshman, 17 tackles and one tackle for loss, and he could have more. As he grows into that position, he's going to continue to make plays for that Seals Grove defense up backfield. And what I like about this team, and, and, and like T. Hoover, is these are young guys that are only going to get better with every snap. So we're going to see this team increase its abilities and its strength week in and week out, game in, game out. So I'm super excited to watch that. Both teams have taken the field. We're almost time to get this one all started. It's the 4-0 Berwick Bulldogs against the Seals Grove Seals. This is Seals Grove football here on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. For nearly 100 years, Purdy Insurance has been your locally owned, family operated source for insurance products. With a staff of over 20 and partnerships with some of the industry's most trusted companies, Purdy has the experience and resources to get the job done. Whether you need personal home and auto or complex business insurance solutions, Purdy will help you navigate through the process. Call today at 570-286-5855. Or better yet, stop in their Sunbury office to see what Purdy Insurance can do for you. 
Stream on with Service Electric Cablevision high-speed internet free for two months. Enjoy faster speeds for smooth streaming and downloading on all of your devices. Choose the speed that's right for you. Plus, you'll get free installation and two free months all-in-one wireless cable modem and router when you sign up. SCCV high-speed internet free for two months. Visit sccv.com slash speed. That's sccv.com slash speed. Offer ends October 26th. You know you go to DQ when you think Blizzard, but hey, fans, how about some food? Fan food. The DQ Honey Barbecue Glazed Chicken Strip Basket or the new $4 burger and Blizzard menu with cheeseburger or KC Barbecue Bacon Cheeseburger. And if it is a Blizzard that you want, Pumpkin Pie is the Blizzard of the Month. Tell the whole stadium, fan food, before the game, after the game, and everywhere in between. Dairy Queen, Routes 11 and 15 on the Strip, Sealands Grove. Go Seals, go DQ. Fan food, not fast food. It's almost time for kickoff. From the stadium, here again are Pat O'Brien and Ryan Brandt. Captains have met at midfield. That means we're just getting ready to get this one underway, and we throw it to Ryan as we wrap up Seals Game Day. Brought to you by Sunbury Motors Company. Ryan, what's going to seal a deal for a victory for the Seals? It's going to be a battle tonight, Pat. I think it's going to come up to which team's got more in the tank at the end and which team's gonna, just going to come out and, and decide they want to win this one in the trenches of the line of scrimmage. Plain and simple, this is a run offense in Berwick. Seals Grove's going to have to come out and shut that stuff down. If they can't, Berwick's going to keep running and running and running. And when teams have success running, it can really wear down and kill the morale of, of, of a team. So Seals has got to have some success, pour some third and longs, put Berwick and, and passing downs. And then on the offensive side, can we create some lanes that we can run a little bit, give the young quarterback some time, and, and keep the defense on their heels by getting a couple of good runs here and there? Nate Schoen has only carried the ball like 22 times this year, but he is getting 8.5 yards per carry. The limited carries that he might get tonight need to be 8.5 yards a carry. So those to me are the keys. It's going to be just the little things that just don't allow Berwick to get in that constant run India, throw punch kind of football. We got to throw some punches back. We got to push them back a little bit. If we can do that into the second half, it's going to put Seals Grove in a position to come away with a pretty good upset. This has been Seals Game Day, driven by Sunbury Motors Company, Ford, Hyundai, and Lincoln's in the North 4th Street, Auto Plaza, and Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia's routes 11 and 15 on the trip, and Hummel's Wharf. The Seals Grove will kick this one off to get things started. Dropping back, Tegan Wilk. We talked about him already. They're trying to see on the far side if that is the freshman. No, it's not number 16 that I can see. Here on the near side is Shoemaker. He's the leading rusher for the Berwick Bulldogs. Roll approaches it. Swib kicks. Going to take a short kick to the 30-yard line. Up and takes it. Scramble for it. Balls on the turf. White shirts all over it. Red as well. Who comes away it's with it? It's football. As Ryan Holman saying, we got it. It's Hills Grove does. While Squib Kick came bouncing in, the up man for Berwick just couldn't get his hands on it, bobbled it, trying to run before he had possession. And then a Seals Grove player, I didn't get the number, came flying in, landed on the ball, it popped out, and another Seals Grove player, Ryan Ahmet, number 51, jumps on it and gets possession. That is what Seals Grove needed. Great field position here, too. This is Seals Grove football, WEGH, Northumberland. Sealens Grove. So the Sealens Grove Seals will start with the possession here. First down and 10 in Berwick territory at the 26-yard line. Danny shot, shotgun formation. Con to the right of him. Drops back. Under pressure. 
Lattaway Church's going to get to him and take him down. All the way back to the 41-yard line. Untouched coming through, number 42 for the Berwick Bulldogs. Make it his way in. Easy play that time by the linebacker and able to get to him. The defense, excuse me, Eric Montes, just a junior, 227 pounds. He does have six tackles for loss and a sack. Add another sack to the credit for the Berwick Bulldogs. Big loss in the play all the way back out to the 40-yard line. So now it's a second down and 23. Just underway here from Harold Oil Bullock Memorial Field. No score. Shot drops back. Nope, it's going to get it off to Khan. Met at the line of scrimmage. Spins, gets a yard, and that's going to be it. Tackled that time by Snyder, the six foot, 212-pound lineman for the Berwick Bulldogs. On the first down there, Danny dropped back, had a little bit of time. This is going to be a game of quick reads. He's going to have to make quick reads. Last week you saw in the first half a couple times he maybe took some sacks that he probably shouldn't have. Second half he pretty much played perfect. He is not going to be able to have a whole first half here to adjust the speed of this game. He's going to have to get this real quick here against this better Berwick team. Shock drops back. He's got a little time here. Throwed it over the middle. Looking for Metzger. Nope, knocked away. Actually was going for Nyland. And it's going to be double covered. Tegan Wilk on the coverage there. Hits the turf. And it's going to be a fourth down. And a punting situation. Seals Grove has it at the Berwick 39-yard line. But they're going to try to pin the Berwick Bulldogs deeper in their territory. Good job by that Berwick defense to negate good field position of the Seals. Yeah, I mean, that one was was a deep throw into quadruple coverage, to be honest, and he threw off his back heel shock, did, didn't have as much zip on it. Seals were fortunate there wasn't an interception. Metzger gets this one away, a high kick. Return man takes it at the six, balls on the turf, picks it up, met by Red Shirts and taken down. Forward momentum all the way out to the nine-yard line for the Bulldogs, but great punt coverage by the Seal defense. Take a look at the Seals defense. Ziders up front with Thomas. Let's see whether it's it will be shown up front as well as he playing on that defensive line as he makes his way out. The linebackers, Khan, Schaefer, Showers, and Bastion. See if it's Metzger or Ryan Almit. I see number 51, so I see Ryan Almit playing the linebacker position. So the Seals, Grove Seals, making some adjustment, putting Khan on the left defensive side for the Seals, Grove Seals. Ziders on the right. Everett Thomas playing the nose tackle. Quick throw this time. Force throws it out to Tegan Wilk. Runs away from a defender. Still going. Going to be tackled from behind by Ziders and Khan, but is able to take it beyond the 25, out to the 27-yard line. First down for the Berwick Bulldogs. Uh, what a first play for Berwick because this is a run-run team. Everyone knows it, and they come out throwing, set up very nice with blocks, and Tegan Wilk is one phenomenal athlete. He cuts back inside, picks up big yards. Just his 20th completion of the season for your senior quarterback, Alex Force. As Ryan talked about, he's more of an athlete than he is a quarterback. He's going to take the snap here, pitch it to the low man in the backfield. Hit by Khan, helped out by Ryan Allman. Then a bunch of red shirts as that shoemaker gets the call coming out of the backfield. Yes, it was. And take a look at that offense for the Berwick Bulldogs. Alex Force is the quarterback. In the backfield, you'll see shoemaker, Maurer, the receivers, Wilk, Gashek. The tight end is Decker. Up front, Cashman, Craig, Stabinski, Cisco, and Zaluko for the Berwick Bulldogs offensive line. Second down and 11. Lone back in the backfield is Shoemaker. He's going to get the call straight between the tackles. Met by red shirts. Fall forward to about the 29-yard line. So just like that, it's a third down. And we're calling it eight for the Berwick Bulldogs against the Seals defense. 
No score. Just underway here in the first quarter. 9-19 to go. Uh, I like what I'm seeing here with the three guys up front. Doing a great job causing havoc, shutting down lanes. And then you got your linebackers flowing in. Joe Kahn all over the place right now, as well as Blaze Ziders. Third down and long for the Bulldogs. Force drops back. Look at a slant to his man. And he's incomplete. Good coverage by Swineford, the intended receiver that time. Number nine for the Berwick Bulldogs, and that's Blaine Cleaver, the sophomore. 6-2, good size, but Swineford there knocks it away. And that's exactly what we're talking about, is forcing Berwick into third and longs. That time was a third and eight. This is not their strength. And Ben Swineford, tight coverage. You know, and he was really smart there. Wasn't in great position. Could have easily got a pass interference, but uses his length, athleticism, got out around, and knocked that ball down. It's a great play by Ben Swineford to force fourth and long. Creating a punting situation as Zarkuski will kick it away. Back deep will be shown and Khan. The ball snaps, hits the ground, but he's able to get it away. In and out of Khan's hands. A race for the ball. Ball's on the turf. Still down. It's a scramble for it. T. Hoover said it belongs to the Seals. We'll have to get an official call here as it went over Khan's head. Khan was able to get to it, knocked it around. Shone had an opportunity for it. And Seals Grove will retain possession. And fortunate oh. there. It was a dead sprint for the ball. And fortunate. almost gave it back That's to the Bulldogs. That's an Burwick understatement, Pat. Fortunate. Well, give that, me a better word. Listen, I, I'm, I mean, good for the kid that, that tried to pick that up and run with it that I didn't see the number there because you don't want to get called out for that. You know he's going to get it in films. You can't you can't try and pick up that ball and run with it after it's already popped out three times. you got to get possession there. That was not very smart football, and I know the coaches are going to be heated about that. Two wide receivers to the left, one to the right. Mesker goes in motion from right to left. This is going to go to Schoen. Straight up the middle. He's going to cross the 25, get out to the 26-yard line. Be about a two-yard pickup. Second down and eight for the Seals. No score, just underway. 8.32 to go in the opening quarter between the Burrick Bulldogs and the Seals Grove Seals. As Chuck will send wide receivers to each side. Two to the left. Swineford's in the slot on the left side. Shown alone back in the backfield. Metzger goes in motion. Chuck drops back, throws it out there for Notley. Makes the catch. Get the block from Shone. Crosses the 30, gets to the 31-yard line. This will be short of a first down, but a much more manageable as Micaiah Shower is able to drive his man all the way to the sidelines and take an offense to that was number 57 for the Berwick Bulldogs, and that's J.J. Snyder. But good job by Micaiah Showers. Yeah, it's a nice, nice in the block. Yeah, nice blocking there. Uh, what I liked about Nyland there, and we saw too much of this last week, was guys just trying to get every play to be a big play. Nyland just went straight ahead and picked up what he could, and it's a nice third and three right now. Chuck moving his personnel around. Chuck drops back. Got some time. Now under some pressure. Rolling to his left. It's going to be met. Take it to the turf. Got to get rid of that there. Got got it. Got to get rid of it or just decide to go. Too much indecision there. Looked like he wanted to run. Last second decided he was going to try and make the pass. Third and three right there. You got to know as a QB, and I know he's young, but if there's three yards in front of you to get, that's all you need. Tuck and go in that crease and then get three more, four more downs. Dropping back for the Berwick Bulldogs, number 25. That's Maurer along with Tegan Wilk waiting for the Metzger punt. Under pressure, able to get rid of it. It's a high kick but short kick. Wilk comes up, makes the catch, fair catch at the Silas Grove 46-yard line. So that's where the Bulldogs will start off first down and 10 from the Silas Grove 46-yard line with 6.56 to go in the opening quarter. No score between the Seals 
and the Berwick Bulldogs. That's a good start so far for the Seals Grove defense. Offense, a little bit of struggles here and there, indecision, uh, not, not really picking up any yards so far. But this defense came out in, their, in that first Berwick possession, and I, I liked what I saw, the, the, the three down linemen. I mean, they were creating a lot there in the middle of the field, and that just allows those five linebackers to roam around and be athletes. There was some physical play there in that first possession. I hope it continues here. Force the quarterback, takes a snap, gives it to Shoemaker, straight up the middle, hit in the backfield. That's Bastion able to get to him and took him down for the tackle. They'll give him a half yard, and that's it. Good job. Linebacker Bastion on the tackle. Actually, they're going to mark it almost to the 45, so maybe a full-yard pickup for the Berwick Bulldogs. Uh, Picture-perfect tackle there by Bastion. Came in, got low around around the hips, had his arms wide, wrapped up, squeezed and driving. He brought him down for just a single yard. Great tackle there. Second down and nine for the Berwick Bulldogs. Handoff's going to go to the man on the sweep. Tackled in the backfield by Nate Schoen. All the way back to the Berwick Bulldog 49-yard line. The handoff that time went to Robbins, but Nate Schoen there to make the stop. When I was talking with Coach Pope before the game, you know, he's offense pretty much primarily, but said what's a little bit different we might see on defense. He talked about showing a defensive end. There are a couple injuries there for the Seals, so they don't have as much depth there. So they felt put showing a defensive end, have a couple other linebackers play, and I said, boy, I could see him being a good defensive end. Could he find a home here? Could this be his permanent position right now? That, that, that play there for him was huge in the tackle for a loss. He looked quick. Looked quick and big. This could be maybe a, a possible future spot for Nate if he shines tonight. Well, timeout taken by the Berwick Bulldogs. They're looking at a third down and 15 with 5.51 to go in the opening quarter. No score between the Seals and the Bulldogs. Take a look at the history of these games over the last five years. In 2017, Seals Grove won that one 17-6. There were three field goals in that game in the first half. Berwick had two field goals. Seelsgrove had the one from Kyle Rule, his first as a varsity player. And then Berwick was shut out in the second half. Seelsgrove would win that one 17-6. Back in 2016, a 17-14 win for the Seals. At that time, there was no score in that game. Both teams scored 14 points in the fourth quarter as Seelsgrove would win that one 17-14. Back in 2015, the score, the same. The results, the same. Seelsgrove won 17-14. In the first quarter, Seelsgrove led 10-0. Bats touchdown with 119 to go would be the winner for the Seals Grove Seals. So following the timeout, third down and 15 for the Berwick Bulldogs. They got twins to each side. Forcing the shotgun formation. Drops back. It's got time. Gets rid of it. It's got a man underneath. Making a catch. Makes one man miss. That's Tegan Wilk. And he's going to be tackled as he's able to get inside of the 40-yard line. But it'll be short of a first down. Let's see what Berwick does here as they'll have it fourth down and about three to pick up the first down. Uh, that, that Tegan Wilk is one heck of an athlete. He, he just truly is. And, and Teague Hoover got there, broke down nicely, went to make a move. But the, the, the older, more experienced Tegan Wilk just made a nice move in the open field, got out around Hoover. And Ryan Amick came and finished him off, holding him to a gain of 13. But they're going to go for it here in fourth and two. Fourth and two as we look for big plays as our Smoky Dam Health Center backbreaker play of the game candidate. Could it be here on fourth and two? Alex Force with a quick pitch to Wilk. He's going to drive off the left side. Does he show his strength to be able to pick up the first down? This becomes a spot here as the official comes here on the near side. He's going to be inside of the 36-yard line. They give him a good mark, uh, and it's going to be enough for a Berwick Bulldog first down. A good mark. That was that was way friendly. I mean, he got hit 51. Amit came in and hit him, pushed him forward a little bit. 
But, man, after he, when he hit the ground, that ball wasn't extended. He extended it while laying, and they gave him that spot well more than a yard than he got. They gave it to the athlete. He made just enough to pick up the first down. Forced throw. It's got a man wide open in the flat. That's Wilk once again. Trying to make a man miss. Hollenbach, he does. He's going to pick up 11 on the catch and pick up a first down. And maybe 12 when it's said and done as he gets inside the 25-yard line to the 23-yard line. So, Ryan, they're going to the pass. Remember, Alex Force only had 19 throws all season. He's coming and throwing the ball around a little bit. He gets it to the athlete. Yeah, and I'm surprised by it. I really am. But, hey, Seals Group's doing a good job against the run, so maybe that's why. First down and 10. First big threat here for the Bulldogs. Force under some pressure, trying to get away from Ziders. Now being chased by Almond. Headed to the sidelines, and he's going to go out of bounds. There's going to be a loss on the play of a couple. Looks like he stepped out of bounds outside of the 25-yard line. Good pursuit by Ziders and helped out by Ryan Allman. Yeah, Ziders doesn't get the tackle, but he ended that play because the moment he got in the backfield, there was no longer a pass through. It was run for your life and get as much as you can. And uh, because of that pressure and Ziders' effort, they do take a three, four-yard loss. So now they're going to mark it as two, but it looks more like three-yard loss there uh, for, for Berwick. So Ziders, great job chasing down the quarterback and forcing him out of bounds. Second down and 12 for the Bulldogs. Handoff's going to go to Shoemaker. Nothing there. Straight to the middle. I see 54 involved in the stop. 51, Ryan Almick, Khan, Schoen, Everett Thomas, Schaefer. And that's something Derek Hicks needs from this front. And also the linebackers get a lot of hats on the ball, and they do there. Yeah, that, that was a big play there. You know who's playing outstanding right now is, is uh, Everett. He's getting in there and just making issues in the middle there, clogging things up. He's a big boy, and that was all him there. He forced the running back to originally run to the back of his own lineman. Third down and 11, 4.43 to go to the opening quarter, no score. Force trots back, under some pressure, deep down the right sideline. Got a man out there, into the end zone. Did he make the catch? No, it's incomplete. Hollenbach on the coverage. The intended receivers at eight out there, Justin Robbins, but it falls incomplete, well defended, and a fourth down play here. And Coach Sheptock will talk this one over. Their field goal, field goal kickers tried one out of two on the season, and that's Gashek. But it looks like they're going to go for it here on this fourth down and 11 play. That great coverage there. And, you know, that, that pass was on the money, put only where the receiver could get it, and it was in the hands. But Seals were able to knock it out as soon as it hit the hands of the receiver for Berwick. That was a heck of a defensive play and a heck of an offensive play. Force drops back. Scott time. Gets rid of it. Looking for a man underneath. Trying to get it off the bounce, and he won't be able to. Defended by Khan. Finished off by Hoover. And it's a turnover on downs. Back to the Seals Grove Seals. You got to love the effort right now from this Seals Grove defense. They are flying to the ball, showing speed, showing athleticism. I tell you, this is the exact recipe we were looking for, a physical game. Go out there and match them in this first half and put yourself in a position to shock them in the second half. Right now, Seals Group defense is getting it done. Can the offense get a little something going here, change the field position? That'll be huge for Seals Group. Trips to the left, one wide receiver, Swineford to the right. Shock in the shotgun formation. Khan back with him. Khan gets the call. Trying to be go between the tackles. Monty's the first guy in there. Nothing going. They'll give him back to the 25-yard line. Second down and 10 for the Seals. A little delayed handoff there. Not much opening up. Joe Khan does find a small crease and tries to bust through it, but Berwick swarm tackle to it, and it's a gain of zero. So second down and 10. Still no score. 4.05 to go in the opening quarter between the Seals and the Dogs here on Eagle 107. Trips stay to the left, one wide receiver to the right. 
Shock looking for some time. Under some pressure, gets rid of it. Looking for four in and out of his hands. Defended well out there that time. Number 14, Smith on the coverage. Falls incomplete. Third down and 10 for the Seals. Well, four is not known for his size. He's more of a, a good route runner and some speed. And he's being guarded by a much, much bigger cornerback there in number 14, uh, Naquan Smith. He's six foot one, 161. That's a lot of body around him, a small window for Shock to hit. And that time, the bigger cornerback got, was able to get in the way and knock it down. Two wide receivers to each side this time, including the tight end Metzger, getting deep in the route. Looking over the middle, and it's going to be picked off by the Berwick Bulldogs. Second throw of the night where Danny's throwing off his back heel. He was rolling out there, tried to make a strong throw, but you can't if you're not stepping into it. And it just floated a little too much. Berwick guy able to jump in front and get the interception. That's a situation there that's a maturing process. That's one that you just throw away and let your punter come out and, and help with the field position. Now you're putting the defense back out in the field again. A seal group hasn't picked up a first down yet, so you worry about the fatigue factor for your defense, but you put them out there, and there's only 32 yards behind them that end zone. So not much room for bending here for Seals Grove. Well, you see Michael Mall, he's the junior, number 79, comes in for Everett Thomas at that nose tackle position on his first down and 10 following the interception by the Bulldogs. Force takes the snap, drops back. Look, it gets the pressure beside who's being held, but no call there. Force gets rid of it. It's got a man wide open at the 18-yard line. There's a flag on the play as he runs into the end zone. Touchdown for the Berwick Bulldogs. Listen, Kuski makes the touchdown catch. There's a flag deep in the defensive backfield. That's going to most likely be a face mask. This is an absolute crime, what just happened in front of us. Blaze Ziders was literally grabbed from behind and spun. And this is right in front of officials. That is too easy of a call to make. It's in the backfield. It's all eyes on it, chasing the quarterback. I do not know how that's missed. That is a very, very bad call. And you can see Berwick celebrating. It's going to be a face mask after the catch. And Just tacked, unbelievable. Tacked on to the kickoff. So from bad to worse for the Seals Grove Seals. Completely missed a holding call. We're going to, have to move away from that as the guys will be expected to do as well. As Seals Grove doing everything they could to get pressure on force. He was able to roll out to the right with the additional time and end up finding his receiver wide open, able to take it in the end zone after a face mask call. And now the Berwick Bulldogs, Gashek will look to add the extra point here. Off the force hold. The kick is up and the kick is good. So Seals Grove Seals fall behind 7-0. On a 32-yard touchdown reception by Sarkuski coming from Alex Forrest, quarterback. It followed the interception by Shock, his third interception of the season. That's the Seals Grove forward at drive summary. So Seals Grove had to regroup here, get Derek Hicks out there, chit-chat with them a little bit. We all know what we just saw, but you can't hang your head here. You're playing well against a very good team. Some Social, some media outlets have them ranked second in the state after their four wins, impressive wins, especially the one a week ago against a good Wyoming Valley West team. But Seals Grove has to regroup here, look to get good field position, try to get a possession here together, Ryan. You talked yeah. about trying to change the field position here, but also to put a uh, possession together, get some points on the board. And they're going against the win here. So in the second quarter, They'll have the wind at their back. Well, I mean, Seals Grove right now has had three possessions, no first downs. They've taken two sacks. They have an interception, so and only one pass completion so far. 
that's going to have to change. That has to absolutely change. It's not necessarily you have to score on this next possession, but you've got to get some movement. You've got to get some flow uh, going here in this offense. So um, adjustments, not a lot of time there to make the adjustments after the last interception because it was basically one play and a score, um, you know, aided by an obvious holding. But now you're back out there in the field, this offense, they got to just stay focused and uh, get something going in order to get some momentum back. Koshek will kick this one away. Shows good strength as he kicks it out of the end zone. Of course, it was helped along by the penalty, the face mask penalty, so he's able to use that, get it up in the wind. Sales Grove take over first down and 10 from their own 20-yard line. They trail 7-0 with 3.33 to go here in the opening quarter. Ryan, you can't hang your head. They have played very well, especially on the defensive side. They don't catch a break there on that last play on that touchdown, but now it's about answering that touchdown, and we talked about in our 10 season, Seals Grove answering the opponent's score, and they'll have to do that here. Shock will bring out the offense, sending two wide receivers to the left. Metzger will be the tight end on the left. He had 124 yards receiving a week ago against the Shikolemi Braves. I will say this. I think in each of our last three wins against Berwick, they scored first. I'm pretty sure. Am I right? They had a field goal last year. Marshman was able to get them up 3-0. Then we tied it 3-3 before Marshman had the second field goal to put them up 6-3. And that would be the score at the end of the first half. Seals Grove would shut out Berwick in the second half and win that game 17-6. Here they trail 7-0 with 3.33 to go in the first quarter. Chuck getting the signals. Looking from Ziders. Able to give it to Schoen. Runs into a defender. Not going to have anything there. Multiple white shirts led by number one, Mason Lombok, the sophomore, 6'2", 236 pounds, 23 tackles on the season. He leads the team with three sacks. He's in on the stop that time. They're going to be a loss of three. It'll be a second down and 13. They get the loss of two. Second down, 12 for the Seals, trailing 7 nothing with 3.05 to go in the opening quarter. Chuck's going to roll to his left. Look. He's going to be hitting the backfield, and he goes down. Another loss on the play. Starting to see that defensive front making an impact here for the Bulldogs. Going to be a sack and a big loss on the play all the way back inside the 10-yard line for the Seals. Yeah, and the thing is, and Berwick's not even sending the whole house. That time it was just four down linemen. I believe they might have sent one linebacker. But this Berwick's defense is known for sending everybody but three. So, uh, it's I mean, they'll send eight at times. They really will. So, if they can get pressure with four or five, Seals Grove's in a lot of trouble. Two wide receivers to the right, one to the left, third down and very long. Going to give it to Khan. Nope, that's shown. Showed it to the secondary. Still running. As they're trying to strip the ball from him, he's able to hold on to it, take it out to the 25-yard line. Still going to be fourth down, but a much better situation out of the shadow of your own end zone as you'll look to punt this one away. Yeah, nice run there, good draw play, shown showing some speed, and picks up big yards. Uh, I believe he picked up about 15, 17 yards on that run. You're right, it, it's, it's, it's a positive thing. and gives you much more room to punt and maybe even uh, change the opposite field uh, for the possession. A lot of pressure on Metzger as he gets it away. Tegan Wilk will make the catch at the 49-yard line up the right sideline. Meckley bounces him out of bounds on the far side. But again, Berwick will start this possession in Seals Grove territory at the 41-yard line. Putting a lot of pressure on this Seals Grove defense. Good field position for the Berwick Bulldogs in this first quarter. They lead 7-0 with 1.43 to go 
in this quarter. Well, if they can get get through this quarter, maybe even get a change of possession here in this quarter, being down 7 nothing is not a bad spot, especially since it came off a short field off an interception. can kind of almost uh, play that off a little bit when you're a coach on the sideline talking to your team and just build up that morale and keep the energy that Seals Griff's had early on. Tegan Wilk to the left. That's where Force is looking. Going to throw that out to him. He makes the catch. Swiver hits immediately. Finished off by Schoen, Excuse me, by Khan. And Khan's getting up slow, grabbing towards his lower leg as they will spot the ball at the 38-yard line. We have a break in the action. to get a chance to send it back to Sean as he brings his out-of-town scoreboard. Brought to you by Alexander Toyota. Sean, can we send it to you? You got it, guys. Thanks very much. Aubrey Alexander Toyota scoreboard. After one quarter in the Cole region, it's North Schuylkill leading Mount Carmel by score seven to nothing over on News Radio 1070 WKOK Jersey Shore and Shikalemi at seven six. Shikalemi just scored a few seconds ago, looking to even that at Shikalemi Stadium. Shimokin. Two interceptions returned back for touchdowns. They lead Lewisburg in the first, 13 to nothing. That game on 100.9 the Valley. South Williamsport's up over Bloom in the first, 6 to nothing. And we have Southern Columbia, 7-6, leading Central in the first. Scores updated all night long at Eagle107.com. Back to Seals Grove with Pat and Ryan, guys. Thank you, Sean. Updated scores around the Valley again. Brought to you by Aubrey Toyota. We appreciate their sponsorship on the out-of-town scoreboard. I want to let you know, too, Bucknell heads on the road for the first time but for the first of two trips to Philly. Saturday, the Bison visit Franklin Field to face Penn. Pre-game starts at 2.30 with a kickoff at 3. Doug Birdsong, Kevin Hurd giving you the call at Eagle 107, Eagle107.com, and then on the Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation app. Injured player was Joe Kahn. He comes to the sideline. He's being looked at by the medical staff. Coming in, replacing him, linebacker Metzger is in there along with Ryan Ahmed, also Bastion and Schaefer, those linebackers for the Seals. Second down here for the Dogs. Second down and seven, 131 to go in the opening quarter. The Dogs lead 7-0. Shoemaker gets the call in the backfield. He's hit immediately. Zider's making the tackle. Metzger comes up and finishes him off. The market at the 38-yard line. In Seals Grove territory, actually at the 39, so a loss of maybe a half yard there. Nice pursuit by the defense for the Seals. You know who Ziders reminds me of? Different position, but reminds me of a lot, is a Matt Wenrick. And that's one heck of a compliment. He just seems like he's always shot out of a cannon. When you look at their builds, you don't think speed. They're big, strong, thick guys. But both him and Matt Wenrick had unbelievable speed. They just flew to the ball. And, and I, to me, that's a great compliment because I think Matt Wenrick's one of the best football players we, we ever covered. But just his ability just to get to the ball and always be involved. Very uh, reminiscent of a number 33, Matt Wenrick, and then 55, uh, Blaze Ziders. You talked about how this game went a year ago where Berwick got out in the lead over the Seals Grove Seals. And we talked about Kyle Rule had his first field goal, 33 yards. Nyland had his first touchdown. Uh, of the season were, or for him uh, as a varsity player in that Berwick win, or excuse me, in that Seals Grove win over Berwick. And you look at the tradition of these two teams, three national championships for Berwick, six state titles, 20 uh, Wyoming Valley Conference champions, District 2 champions, 10 times. It just goes on and on for Seals Grove, 14 District 4 champ, AAA champions, one District 4 Quad A champion, three Hack, one champs, nine S- our CSC championship in five 
SBC Championship. So the history's there. You wouldn't expect anything different from these two teams. The coaches are different, but the traditions are the same. And we're seeing it here early in this for, in the beginning of this game. 7 nothing lead for Berwick, but it ain't been easy either way. Good Filing. Some good news here. If you see uh, Joe Connie is kind of walking on the sideline in his own power, that's a good sign to me. Third down and eight for the Berwick Bulldogs. Trying to move the chains to keep the possession alive. Force drops back. Getting some pressure. Now he's rolling to his left. Still looking. Going to be set out of bounds right at the line of scrimmage. Market at the 39-yard line. Again, showing good ability to get to force and forcing him to have to run out of bounds. It'll be a fourth down at the 40-yard line. And it looks like a punting situation for the Bulldogs trying to pin the Seals deep in their own territory. Just great pressure there by 65 Schaefer. I mean, just getting there from the backside, putting pressure on the QB again. Every time they've gotten any kind of pressure on the QB for Berwick, he tucks the ball. The pass plays almost over. He barely keeps it up high and keeps his head downfield. He's more of a scramble guy. He doesn't like pressure. So the more Seals Grove can get in that backfield, the more they're going to eliminate any opportunity other than QB scramble. Shown and Nyland stand at the 10-yard line as the ball skips across the turf. It's a line drive punt. Going to roll out of bounds close to the 10-yard line as we are nearing the end of the first quarter. Seals Grove trailing 7-0. And when you look at these teams scoring by quarter, it is the second quarter where Berwick has the, the highest average points of 15.75 points per game, scoring 63 points of their 161 in the second quarter alone for Seals Grove. Same thing. Their highest scoring output is in the second quarter, just under 10 points per game for the Seals Grove Seals. Right now, 7-0 lead for the Dogs. Seals Grove again deep in their own territory, outside of their own 10-yard line, about the 14-yard line. Trail lead, 7-0. Berwick showing blitz. Handoff goes to Schoen. Hitting the backfield, nothing there. That's three, four white shirts in the backfield. It's a, it's a delayed play. It, it's a read there, and then it's the option was handed off. Berwick is just getting in the backfield too quick. I almost feel like it's just got to be a, a go. Just get him the ball and hit the line because every time we pause in the backfield, it's a big loss. Last time on first down and 10, boom, took a loss. This time on first down and 10, boom, take a loss. We can't be setting ourselves up with second and 12, second and 13, and second and 14. All of these have happened on first down delay runs. Shock drops back. He's got some time this time. Look it over the middle, and it's going to fall incomplete. Intended for... Brett Four defended well, hits the turf, and quickly a third down and 14 with just six seconds to go in the first quarter. A program update. Bucknell is at Villanova. Airtime 5.30, 6 p.m. kick with Doug and Kevin on Eagle 107, eagle107.com. So I stand corrected. They already played Penn a week ago. This week it's Villanova. Seals Grove has seen third and 22, a third and three, a third and 10, a third and 22, and now a third and 14. Have yet to get a first down. Take care of the ball here, not forcing anything. Shock's got time. Rolling to his right, running away from a defender. Got a man on the sideline trying to make the catch is four. He's not going to be able to, and it's going to be a punting situation for the Seals Grove Seals. And four was wide open. Way earlier in that play, just sitting there at the first down marker, and, and and there was pressure there. Danny pumped on it. I don't think you need to pump. Just release it and go and hit the receiver. That probably would have been a first down. Again, the this is what you get with young teams like this. You, you get these mistakes early on. We saw a lot of this similar stuff last week against Schick, but this is not Schick. These early on mistakes 
could be the difference in this game. But let's hope it progresses, it gets better, and, and, and limit the bleeding here early on. Well, with that play, that ends the first quarter, so we'll get ready to flip it to the second quarter. Seals Grove trailing 7-0 to the Berwick Bulldogs. This is Seals Grove football presented by Seals Grove Ford. Nurses, accountants, waiters, and welders. Anyone can be injured on the job, unable to function properly. It affects your work and everyday life. Coach soccer, carry groceries, carry your child. No one has helped more people heal from work injury and rebuild their lives than the Workplace Injury Institute at Shemokin Dam Health Center. Call 743-4333. Shemokin Dam Health Center. Designed with you in mind. Eagle 107. Sunday Eagles visit. Oh, getting here. Getting ready moving in the second quarter as Metzger's going to punt this one away. Quick quarter. Switch over. The ball goes over the return man's head. Mauer able to go back, pick it up the turf. Now returns it. Ball's hitting the turf again. Red shirts all over. Turnover. Give it to the Seals Grove Seals. I believe that was Ryan Ahmed that forced the fumble. And Swineford picks it up. I think Ryan Ahmed with the forced fumble there. And Nick or Ben Swineford recovered. So Seals Grove gets another break here, another fumble. And when I looked at the stats for the Berwick Bulldogs, they were prone to putting the ball on the turf. And they have here already twice. And the Seals Grove Seals able to recover them. Now can they take advantage of the turnover against the Berwick Bulldogs? They'll have good field position outside their own 45-yard line. Well, Seals Grove has only had one first down play this game that has resulted in a positive gain. And it was a two-yard run by Nate Schoen. Uh, as their second possession. So it would be nice on first down here to even get that kind of run. Just get two yards, get yourself something positive. So far, it's been a lot of delayed handoffs on first down that have resulted in negative yards or zero gain. See what see what adjustment they make here. Talking about the gains and numbers here, Shock, in that first quarter, one for six, five yards and an interception. Force the quarterback for the Bulldogs, five for eight, 80 yards and a touchdown. Wilk, four catches, 48 yards. Shoemaker, five carries, just two yards. Came in averaging over 171 yards a game. Seals Grove, minus nine yards, no first downs. Berwick, 74 yards in that first quarter. Penalty against the Seals. Shock drops back, plenty of time. Look it. Now he's under some pressure. Going to take off, nothing there. Sack on the play. So following the penalty, which forced it inside their own 45. Now a sack. They're going to be inside their own 40-yard line. All the way back to the 36-yard line. So a second down and long. Seals Grove needs to get to the Berwick 43-yard line to get a first down. Uh, And every possession so far, except for the possession with the interception, Seals Grove has taken a sack. This cannot happen. You can't go backwards. So it's going to be second down and 21. 11-10 to go in the first half. Seals Grove trailing 7-0. Five receivers to each side. Shuck. Shock dropping back, throwing the screen to Schoen, and he falls down. He had green grass in front of him. He hits the turf, and now he gets up, and he's not pleased with 72. Came up and jumped on him after he was down. His knee was down, and he lets him know, but he's got to keep the emotions down here. Now it's a third down and long for the Seals after Schoen slipped. A great play call. A great play call. Screen, Berwick's been bringing pressure, and, and Danny Shock great job of just holding it holding it holding it let it develop knew he was going to take a hit and delivered a perfect throw 
And this new field, <laughs> the new field, was a little slippy there for Nate Schoen as his foot gave out and he went down. It was going to be a big gain, too. Third down and 20 for the Seals. Drop it back is Shock. Look, it's got a man wide open. That's Christian Kantz making the catch. Right at the first down marker. And then you give him the full yardage. He's going to have enough, and he does. A Seals grow first down at the Berwick 41-yard line. Uh, what a beautiful pass and route. Kantz goes across in the post route and catches it right on the numbers. And he needed to get a couple extra yards, and he did so just enough, one extra, and picked up the first down. Give a lot of credit to the offensive line there, giving Danny some time to throw that ball and for the route to develop. Two wide receivers split to the left, one to the right. Shotgun formation shown in the backfield along with Shock. Shock under some pressure. Look, it's stepping up. He's going to be sacked again. Ooh, late hit. Came in late. And he's going to be hit all the way back inside of the... Seals Grove territory to the 46-yard line. Again, like you said, fans calling for a late hit there, number 10, and that's Lawbuck, the, the junior, came in. looked like he got a knee in there late. It could easily have been thrown. It was not. So it's going to be a second down. They're calling it 15, 21. 21. Oh, yeah, 21. 9.28 to go in the first half, 7-0 lead for the Berwick Bulldogs. Long count by Shock. Turns, gives it to Schoen. Schoen bulling his way into Seals Grove territory to the 49-yard line. Snyder in on the stop for the Bulldogs along with Montes. So it's going to be a third down play here in Bull, Bulldog territory at the 49-yard line. Again, Seals Grove needs to get to the Berwick Bulldog 31-yard line to pick up the first down. Oh, a nice uh, pickup there for shown to make it a more manageable third down i guess <laughs> when you go from 20 some to to 18 there so i believe he got about five yards on that carry so third down and 18 for the seals trailing seven nothing two wide receivers split to the left that's where shocks looking looking for metzger metzger had to jump over a defender ball falls incomplete swineford the deep man metzger underneath but it hits the turf falls incomplete and it'll be a punting situation for the Seals. Yeah, the Seals Grove offense does get the first down there, moves the ball a little bit, but again, it's repetitive here. Sacks and plays for negative yards. You just can't have those types of plays uh, against this Berwick defense. You can't hurt yourself with penalties, and you can't keep taking sacks for six, seven, eight, nine, ten yard losses. It's just too much to overcome against this very good defense. Mauer and Will fumbled snap by Metzger, hits the turf, scramble for it. He gets it back, but it's going to be a turnover on downs all the way to the Seals Grove 41-yard line. So now Berwick will try to take advantage of the miscue by the Seals Grove punt team, and they'll have great field position at the Seals Grove 40-yard line. I'm blown away that Seals Grove is only down 7-0 right now. I mean, they, they had a lot of mistakes, a lot of mishaps here, special teams, bad snap. Uh, everything really offensively and special team wide for Seals Grove going in the wrong direction, but yet somehow they only found, find themselves down seven nothing here in the second quarter. Give a lot of credit to this defense, and, and they're doing an excellent job keeping this team in the game when they're playing as sloppy as they are against as good quality a team as what Berwick is. I think if you can get into halftime with this score, you're happy. You're Joe very Khan happy. Back into the game for the Seals. Great news there. Force turns, gives it to Shoemaker, popping it to the outside. Grab from behind after a couple-yard pickup, maybe three. Ryan Almond on the stop, getting around the leg. Swineford helps to finish it. I'm off. 
but it will be about a three-yard pickup. Be a second down and seven. Eight, ten to go in the first half. Seven-nothing lead for the Berwick Bulldogs. I have Ryan Ahmed down right now with eight tackles. Eight oh. tackles and a forced fumble for Ryan Ahmed is what I have Well, right that's now. the thing we're talking about. That's what allowed Nate Schoen to move up to the defensive end position yep. because of the maturity and the growth and depth at that linebacker position. Shoemaker gets the call again. Try to go left. Zyder's in on the stop that time. Also, Bastion and coming from the other side is at number 51 again. Nope, that's Showers helping out. Loss on the play. Knifing through, looking like the Bulldogs that time. Looking uncontested into the backfield for the Seals. Yeah, Ziders is a bad man. He really is. He was all over that. He just swallowed up the running back. And great pursuit there by Bastion coming in and helping finish that off for the tackle for a loss. Big third down play here for the Seals Grove defense. Third down and 10 at the Seals Grove 40-yard line. Seven, 17 to go in the first half. Force drops back, looking under some pressure. Now he's going to look to take off and run with it. Still looking downfield. Being held is Khan, and there's flags all over the place. As finally slammed to the turf by Khan as he raced away from a ta- would-be block, and he's able to take force to the turf. But an easy holding call that time. Just pure effort by your senior linebacker. And you see it again. Seals Grove, as soon as they get pressure on the quarterback force, the play is over. It's a scramble. He is not throwing the ball. He's barely looking downfield. He tucks it, and he is just running for his life. That is great to see because he is not a threat under pressure. He is a tuck and go, and as long as you can pursue and push him towards the sideline, you're going to minimize what he can do. He doesn't seem to be a straight downhill runner either. He doesn't look to get downhill. He looks to get outside, and with the speed of these five linebackers, good luck. Good luck, guys everywhere, and, and so far, we've seen it. Every time a Ziders or a Schoen or an Ever Thomas can get in that backfield and create pressure, it is a big issue for this Berwick offense. Sarkuski will drop back and punt this one away. Dropping back, lone return man is Nyland standing at his own 11-yard line. How great is it to have Joe Kahn back in the game? It's always scary when you see a guy go down grabbing his knee. He worked it out in the sidelines. Great job by them. Great job by the medical staff. And he's back in there making his impact. There's no time left on the play clock. It winds down. They didn't have the personnel in that they wanted. So a delay of game against the Berwick Bulldogs. So going to walk this one off. Try to improve the potential field position for the Seals Grove Seals. It's worth mentioning too. Berwick has bounced the ball back to the punter multiple times here tonight. you got to keep an eye on that. Now, that last snap was good, but it was after the play clock ran out. But you got to keep an eye on these snaps. Nyland now moves up to the 15-yard line after the five-yard walk-off against the Bulldogs. There's another one. Hits the turf. He gets it away. It's a high kick. Nyland's going to run underneath of it, make the fair catch beautifully done as he'll get it out to the 26-yard line. It gives Seelands Grove decent field position to start this possession. Now they do trail 7-0 with 6.32 to go in the first half. The lone score coming on a Sarkuski 8-yard touchdown reception, excuse me, a 32-yard touchdown reception. That came with 3.33 to go in that first quarter, a one-play drive for the Berwick Bulldogs, and that's the only scoring on the night. So Seals Grove have it at their own 26-yard line, 6.32 to go in the opening half. Against Berwick has scored an average of over 15 points in the second quarter, been shut out so far. They do lead 7-0. This is the design keeper for shot. 
Has some room. Takes it out beyond the 30. Going to get to the 31-yard line. Give him a five-yard pickup. A second down and five. I'd like the great design up design play and he's an athlete he can run i like that and that'll make things easier for him with throwing the ball he'll get a little more confidence there get some runs some some gains there and it sets up well they're having a second and six so they're going to give him four but still sets up a lot of things you can do here you can't take a sack here so second down and six trips to the left hollenbach the lone back in the backfield shot gets rid of it looking for four he's not going to make the catch it's a lot of thrown his way but unable to make the connection that time as shock was looking for brett four number six for the seals grove seals falls incomplete it'll be a third down and six as a receiver you got to go get that ball at its highest point can't wait and sit back there for it that was one of those plays you maybe want to run to catch it and curl up field almost uh almost could have been interception there i think the wind they're throwing in the wind right now too ball seemed to hang a little bit as well but as a receiver you got to be aggressive don't wait for it go and get it one wide receiver split to the right, two to the left this time for the Seals. Ball hits the turf. Shock picks it up, takes off with it, gets back to the line of scrimmage, and that's going to be it. It'll be a fourth down. Honey situation. Brian, go back to what you're saying. I mean, not a sharp first half for the Seals Grove Seals. Defensively, they played amazing, cutting, uh, taking a, a run game of the Berwick Bulldogs to minimal yardage. Their only touchdown coming on a pass by Alex Force. They do trail 7 nothing, but... For the mistakes we've seen in this first half on the offensive side, they only trail 7 nothing. Yeah, you're actually in a pretty good position right now. Metzger gets the snap this time, gets it away, gets it into the win, and booms it over Maurer and Wilk's head. Goes all the way back inside the 10-yard line. That's where Wilk will get it and turn it upfield. Try to get to the sideline. It is going to be hit, take it out of bounds. Beautiful punt by Metzger as he got it up into the win and let the win do the work. That's got to be your, so far a play for the for the uh, Schmoke Dam Health Center backbreaker play of the game. That punt was tremendous. Into the win, too. Or, no, that one's win eight, and I'm sorry. And, and just threw that ball. Big kick from a big leg of Metzger. And I'm even surprised Berwick tried to field that. That looked like it was going to go into the end zone easily, maybe even out of the back. Could have got the touchback, but we'll take it. And Wilk went back there, picked it up at the five-yard line, and tried to use his ability to get to the sideline. Pursued well by the punt cover team to get him out of bounds outside of the 15-yard line at the 17-yard line. So it'll be a first down and 10 for the Bulldogs. 65-yard punt into the win or with the win for Metzger and able to change field position. Now looking at this Hills Grove defense that come up big. First down and 10 for the Bulldogs. Force turns, gives it to the Shoemaker, and he's going to be stopped Here's worth mentioning. Look at you listen to Shoemaker's numbers coming in tonight. 78 carries, 604 yards, averaging 7.7 yards a carry. That's on average 20 20 carries a game, 151 yards, and almost two touchdowns. So far tonight, he's been shut down by the Seals Grove defense here late in the first half. Seals Grove trailing 7-0 with 4.36 to go in the first half. Four shots back. Look at Try to throw the slant. He does. Nope. In and out of the would-be receiver's hands. That time intended for Betts. Defended by Hollenbach, the corner. It'll be a third down and long for the Berwick Bulldogs. Yeah, that time throw, throw was just behind the receiver. Coverage was still good. Even if he would have caught it, he might have picked up three or four on it. He would have been a sure tackle. But ball was thrown behind. Receiver unable to bring it in. And, again, there's some pressure there from the Seals Group defense forcing the QB with a quick throw. Third down and 14 for the Bulldogs. 
Force turns. He's going to keep it. Trying to get to the edge. Swineford on him. The ball hits the turf to scramble. And who comes up with it? Well, they're going to say he stepped out of bounds really far back. All the way back inside the 20-yard line. Good call, Ryan, as Force went a yard and a half. That's it. That's all he got on that play. It looked like he might have got was going to be eight or nine-yard gain. Ends up only getting a yard and a half because he stepped out of bounds. Ben Swineford. Got in there and forced him out around. The cornerback play right now on run support is phenomenal. Forcing the Berwick Bulldogs to have to punt it away again. Back deep will be Nylon and Schoen standing at midfield, waiting for the snap. A good snap this time. Gets it away into the wind. It's going to be held up. Red shirts need to get away as the ball hits at the 33. Gets a good roll for the Berwick Bulldogs out to the 38-yard line. There's a flag on the play. Being thrown in late here. Shown is clapping as he comes to the sidelines. So we'll have to see what the officials talk about here. And you talk about Smoky Dam Health Center backbreaker play of the game. We look at candidates throughout the game. But at the end of the game, during our post game, we'll give you the Smoky Dam Health Center backbreaker play of the game. As officials talk this one over next week, we'll be on the road after back to back home games for the Seals Grove Seals. We'll be at Loyal Stock. First time to see the Lancers against the Salem's Grove Seals. Officials continue to chit-chat out there as the offense for the Salem's Grove Seals will come out. They'll have a first down and 10 in Berwick territories. That punt got held up in the wind. Official call here yet. The official does pick it up, and he's pointing in the direction of the Bulldogs, see if they're going to walk it off here. We have 4.13 to go. Here in the first half, Seals Grove trailing 7-0. Again, the lone score coming on a 32-yard touchdown reception by Charkusky coming from Alex Force, and it will be a penalty. It will go against the Berwick Bulldogs, a personal foul penalty. It's going to march it all the way inside of the 25-yard line down to the 23-yard line. Seals Grove had great field position, their big first threat of the night for the Seals offense, and they started. First down and 10, deep in Berwick territory. Uh, stat guy Zach Schauer says it was interference on a fair catch was the call. Going in motion is Khan. Fakes it him, gives it to Schoen. Schoen's hitting the backfield, and he's going to hit the turf at the 25-yard line. Faked it to Khan going from right to left from his receiver standpoint. Handed it off to Schoen, and there was nothing there. Another negative play on first down for the Seals Grove offense. First down has been a very, very tough down for them. Equipment issue for Nate Schoen's going to come to the sidelines, calling for the medical staff to come out and take care of maybe a, a scrape on his elbow. Blood, he's got to come out. Hollenbach will come in. Joe Kahn will sit far to the left in the slot. Next to him is Swineford. Swineford's been the main target on the season for the Seals. Metzger's going to go in motion on this one. Shock drops back, gets rid of it. Look at deep for Joe Khan, Swineford in the area as well. Three white shirts, falls incomplete, and it'll be a second down and long. I'm not sure who the pass was there to. Might have had a, a wrong route ran there because it looked like Swineford and Khan were in the same area there, but so were three white jerseys, Berwick players. Very fortunate that one just falls incomplete. A lot of traffic there. As officials do some more chit-chatting and talking to Cheptok on the far side, the Berwick coach. Might be one of those times you go for that screen. Holding on the seals. Holding on the seals on that incomplete. So they're going to march them back 
and it's going to go outside of the 35-yard line. They're going to spot it all the way back to the 37-yard line. It is in Berwick territory. And, 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 and it's not only is it bad to go backwards, which the offense has been doing a lot tonight, but you, now you just took yourself out of field goal range. For sure. I mean, at the 20-yard line, you know, you're still looking at a 37-yard field goal. And you got pretty the win at your back. You have the win in your back. Now, I mean, you're out of field goal range. These penalties and these some of these decisions are really hurting the Seals. Second down and 30 for the Seals. In Berwick territory to 37. Shock drops back. Gets some pressure. Rolling to his right. Still looking. Gets rid of it. Finds a man on the sidelines. Officials say that he got it. Looked like Nyland made the tiptoe on the sidelines. Right at the 25-yard line. So good play by freshman quarterback finding his receiver, Nyland, and it's going to take it to the 25-yard line. So now it's going to be a third down, and we'll call it 12. Just a big play right there for the Seals, and Shaw kept the play alive with his feet. Love the head still looking downfield, and he found an open Nyland to pick up a big 12 yards. Bunch formation to the left this time. We're going to have a timeout call looking like it's going to be taken by offense coordinator Derek Pope. It'll give us a chance to throw it back to Sean Carey. Give us some more updated scores on games going on around the Valley. Got some surprises. What's happening now with games going on, Sean? Yeah, timeout on the field, and Seals Grove's going to take it here as Derek Pope wants to talk it over with his offensive team on a big play here, this third down and 12, trying to pick up the first down, want to move the chains. And again, Ryan, talk about trying to get into field goal range. So this might even be a deal where you don't necessarily have to pick up the whole 12 yards. I mean, obviously that's what you're looking for, but you throw a screen to try to get seven or eight, and you put yourself in the rule range for a potential field goal. He did it a year ago, his first of his career from 33 yards. And like you talked about, got the win in his back as well. Yeah, I mean... I think just something simple here. Maybe from the screenplay. See the screenplay. Have something that's heading out of bounds as well. So if you have to get rid of it, you throw it to the sideline. You don't get the intentional grounding. Looks like it's actually an attempt. But I just, you can't take anything negative here. I think a field goal is ginormous going here as we're just at three minutes and nine seconds before halftime. I think it's just extremely important to try and get some points on the board here. Kants and Metzger to the left. Going in motion is Nyland from right to left. Shock drops back. He's got plenty of time. Wide open is Nyland. But Teague is able to get it, get his fourth interception. He turns it up the other way. A ball comes loose on a Christian Kant's punt. A hit. And Seals Grove not able to come up with it. As the ball hits the turf on the return by Teague and Wilk. But the Berwick Bulldogs able to retain the possession. So Berwick, after all said and done here, will have the ball first down and 10 at their own 36-yard line. Uh, let me tell you what. Joke's on you, Pat. You called it wide open. I saw I saw that being baited. I saw it. When you got that type of athlete and, and, and Tegan Wilk, he baited that. He, he got the young quarterback to throw to what looked like was a wide open man, and he showed you athleticism. I mean, he closed 10, 12 yards there in a snap of the fingers, stepped right in and was heading the opposite direction. That was set up. That wasn't a miscoverage. That was set up by an extremely good athlete and football player and Tegan Wilk. And what a big play for him and Berwick. And he turns it back the other way and gives Berwick great field position at their own 36-yard line. A flag on the play. 2.53 to go here in the opening half. Seals Grove trailing 7-0. 
The only points for the Berwick Bulldogs came in the first quarter with 3.33 to go in the first quarter, but a false start, and it's going to go against the Berwick Bulldogs. We talked about it coming into tonight. Seals Grove, after three games, had 16 total penalties. They had 10 a week ago, and this first half has seen plenty of penalties on both sides for the Berwick Bulldogs and the Seals Grove Seals. So first down and 15 for the Dogs. Ox forcing a shotgun. Blitz coming by Showers. Get rid of his force. Throwing it out to Wilk. Hit immediately by Swineford. Is he going to be able to pick up six yards on the play? Maybe seven. It'll be a second down and eight for the Bulldogs. Uh, Seals have got good pressure right up the gut. That was a quick uh, pass play. And then that pressure and the great tackling there by Swineford minimized that to about a yard and a half to two-yard gain. So it's second down and long for the Bulldogs. Four straps back. Looking. Looking to his left. Now he's rolling to his left. He's got some time. Still looking. Showers chasing him from behind. Up the sideline goes Force. Get credit to number 54. Showers able to get to him enough. Make it a tiptoe up the sidelines and maybe get a yard. Yeah. He'll be short of the 40-yard line. A-, a lot of pressure there again. And you see it. Soon as the pressure gets there, Force looks for the sideline. Tucks the ball down. It's no longer a pass threat. And I wish I get. I didn't see the number for the seals. I think it was number seventy-nine. Mall. Yeah, he got in there. He was the first guy up the gut there, creating some pressure. Big third down play here for the seals with two sixteen to go in the first half, trailing seven nothing. Force turns, gives it to Shoemaker into the secondary. He's going to have a first down as he takes it beyond the forty-five, all the way out to the forty-seven yard line. So a first down pickup for the Bulldogs. They'll stop the clock, reset the chains. When they get things going, it'll be 210 left here in the first half. And that's okay. I mean, they got the first down by a couple yards, but it's a good tackle by Bastion and keeping it to a, to a minimal gain. Shoemaker gets Ball's again. Balls on the turf. Scramble for it. Is that Joe Kahn? Yes, it is. He's able to jump on top of it. The Joe Kahn, when the ball hits the turf, he's around it. That's his second fumble recovery of the season for your senior linebacker. I believe Nate Schoen's the one that flew up in there. Is he the one that came in and knocked it loose? It was so No, quick. 54, 54. Is that Makai Showers? Yeah, he came in and big hit right in the middle, knocked it loose. And Joe Kahn, that's what the, there was a player running in there wanting to pick that up and try and run with it, but Joe Kahn beat him to it and just got possession. I don't care how, what troubles you're having on offense. you got to get possession, and that's what Joe Kahn did. You can't worry about anything else. You don't have to score on defense. Now do you take advantage of the turnover due to the Seals? Trailing 7 nothing late here in the first half. Bubble snap by Shuck, and he's going to touch the ground. His knee was on the ground. When he went to pick up the ball, they're going to mark it all the way back to the 46-yard line. That's going to be a loss of 5 at a second down and 15 for the Seals. And I don't know if that's considered a sack, but if it is... I mean, it's a rush. that's the sixth or seventh sack of this half. We knew that coming in. They get into the backfield, and they have done that here in the first half. Bunch formation split to the left for the Seals. One wide receiver to the right. Second down and 15. Shock drops back. He's got time. Looking for Brett Ford. Makes a catch as he's going to take it to the 49-yard line. Still in Berwick territory. So it's going to be a third down. We'll call it about 12 for the Seals to pick up a first down. 106 to go in this first half with the Seals trailing 7-0 to the Bulldogs. Wouldn't be surprised. We just get a run play here for Berwick to use their last timeout. 
50 seconds before this one is underway. Shock drops back. Scott's some pressure. Gets rid of it. Looking for Swineford. In and out of his hands. Defended well. Coming up, number 14 was there as well. Smith for the Berwick Bulldogs. But it falls incomplete. And it'll be a punting situation for the Seals. Yeah, very risky throw there again by Danny Shock. Berwick's putting him under a lot of pressure. Again, throwing off his heel. You can see he didn't have the velocity on it. It hung there in the air. It was not accurate. And uh, very fortunate, again, that there wasn't a, a, an interception there and Seals was going to be able to punt. The only issue there is that throw. It does stop the clock. Berwick is going to get the ball with one timeout. They can also stop the clock with first downs and getting out of bounds. Metzger looking to punt this one away. Maurer and Wilk very deep into their own territory. This is Wilk up the left sideline. He's got a lot of green in front of him. He's going to be tackled by Schoen as he crosses the 35-yard line out to the 39-yard line. So now Berwick will have it first down at 10 at their own 35-yard line. 33 seconds to go here in the first half. As Berwick has one timeout remaining, as you mentioned, Ryan. Let's see Meckley playing corner on the left. Hollenbach will be the corner on the right. Safety, Teague in the back, defensive backfield as well. Can't give up a big play here. Want to go in halftime, trailing just 7-0 do the Seals or potentially get a defensive play and turn it into a score with only 33 seconds to go in the half. Forcing a shotgun, pistol formation. He's looking to pass, gets rid of it, in and out of the hands of his intended receiver, Sharkusky. The falls incomplete. It'll be a second down and 10. It's just, that, that right there is big hits. Not catching that ball there as a kid worrying about getting hit. One thing Seals defense has done tonight is flown to the ball and knocked people around. That's why they've got now nine forced fumbles on the season. This team hits hard. They come at you. And that incompletion is assisted by those kind of hits all game. Force turns, gives it to Shoemaker. He's into the secondary as he takes it out beyond the 45, out to the 46-yard line. So third down play here, big third down play for the Seals defense. Berwick Bulldogs aren't rushing up to the line of scrimmage. They do have one timeout remaining, but we're under eight to go here in the first half. Force takes a snap, looking for a quick throw out into the flat. He's got a man out there. That's Maurer. He's got a tiptoe out of bounds with just .4 seconds left in the first half. Who's running the clock? Yeah. <laughs> this is a home game. That was the quickest, quickest stop. Just sneeze or something. right? You wait the for the second. whistle. You don't go by what you see. You wait for that whistle. <laughs> so there's going to be a timeout taken here by the Bulldogs. Ryan, get a chance to talk a little bit here. I mean, what's happened in front of us? This is a team, the Berwick Bulldogs, averaging 40 points per game. Their biggest output comes in the second quarter. They're averaging over two touchdowns per game in the second quarter. Their lone score only coming in the first quarter on that 32-yard touchdown reception from Alex Force to Sharkusky. Alex Force getting his fifth touchdown of the season. So Seals Grove defenses played ginormous here in the first half. All right, let's go back to, to 2015 Berwick Seals Group game. This was the first half stats for that game for Seals Group. One first down, one rushing yard. 11 passing yards, 12 total yards, one penalty for five yards. It was as dismal for that offense as it is right now tonight. And Seals Group did come back and win that game. So we've seen this. 
we've seen this stuff. You know what I mean? So Seals Grove can bounce back from this. We need to wrap up the first half here as Alex Forrest drops back. Look at, look at over the middle. Got a man, makes the catch, hits the turf, his knee hits, he's down, and that shows 0-0 on the first half clock. So the Sealers Grove Seals go at halftime, trailing 7-0 to the Berwick Bulldogs. Adjustments on the offensive side, but definitely not many need to be done on the defensive side as the Sealers Grove Seals shut out the Berwick Bulldogs in that second quarter. Again, they do trail 7-0. This is Seals Grove football on WEGH. Sunbury, Sealens Grove, and this is Sealens Grove football brought to you by Sealens Grove Ford here on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. Most of us won't need to hire an attorney this week, but for a few of us, something has happened in our lives, and before we can go any further, we need to get sound legal advice. Slavinsky Law Offices can give you options. For over 40 years, they have successfully represented individuals in criminal, DUI, family law, and estate planning. They care what happens to you, and they have the experience to win the toughest cases on your behalf. You may not need a lawyer this week or even this month, but when you do, call us at Slavinsky Law Offices, 570-374-5575 or on the web at slivlaw.com. Saving money on your next vehicle is as easy as SMC. Sunbury Motor Company. Since 1915, SMC provides total commitment to complete customer satisfaction. Sunbury Motors sells and services new Fords, Lincolns, and Hyundais in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza Sunbury and new Kias on the Golden Strip in Hummel's Wharf. No one beats Sunbury Motor Company's lowest price promise. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. SMC, a tradition of trust since 1915. Eagle 107. Seals football presented by Seals Grove Ford on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. Seals fans, don't forget we have our Facebook page. Give us a like. Seals Grove Seals football on Eagle 107. Pat O'Brien does the trivia Tuesdays. You can find all the information about your favorite team all week long and all season long with our Seals Facebook page. Seals Grove Seals football on Eagle 107. Give us a like. Also, our stat man, the Z-man, Zach Showers, he has our Twitter account fired up, so follow us on Twitter as well. Seals on Eagle 107 on Twitter. Give it a follow. Also, we're doing something new this season. Each game, after it airs live on Eagle 107, you can replay it on our website, eagle107.com. Just go to our Seals Grove Seals page and click podcast. Seals Grove game podcast every game this season at eagle107.com. Here at the half tonight at Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field, Berwick leads the Seals by a score of 7 to nothing. Let's take a spin around the central Susquehanna Valley and get you the latest scores from around our area. On News Radio 1070 WKOK, Jersey Shore leads the Shikalimi Braves by a score of 14 to 7. That's right, the Braves got off the schneid. They finally scored tonight. Here's the handoff to Tome. Tome breaks a tackle and races into the end zone, standing up for the touchdown. Tome early touchdown for Jersey Shore. Flop the tight end and switch to unbalanced near side. And this time Weir's back to pass. Face mask was grabbed. He got the pass away. It's complete down the sidelines. And Bingaman's running free. Down to the 25. Cuts inside to the 30. Down to the 20. 15, 10, 5. Touchdown! Shekalami! It took.
about 16 corners, and they are finally putting a crooked number on the board. Gavin Hur with the call tonight on WKOK, and Tome was able to get another touchdown for sure to get them into double digits. Larson under center. They'll give it to Tome again, and he will stand up into the end zone. Touchdown, Jersey Shore. So Kyle Tome with two touchdowns for sure. Shikalemi on the board. It is 14-7 at the half. You can catch that on News Radio 1070. WKOK. A lot of scoring going on tonight in Shemokin at Kent Memorial Stadium. Two early pick sixes for the Shemokin Indians. Greg Wetzel had it on 100.9 the Valley. Picked off by Bryson James and he breaks a tackle and he's going to go all the way for a touchdown. That was the first pick six for Shemokin. Here was the second one in the first. And it's picked off again and that could go for a touchdown. And it is returned for a touchdown by Joe Mosser. Returns at about 48 yards for a touchdown. Greg Wetzel on 100.9. The Valley Shemokin in the second quarter, leading Lewisburg 27-7. Uh, we do have some breaking news from that ball game tonight at Kemp. We have heard that Lewisburg star running back Max Moyers is out of the game. 100 yards on 17 carries and an apparent injury. We will find out if Moyers will return to play in the second half. So again, at last check, Shemokin up 27-7. to You can hear that on 100.9 The Valley. Also at the half, Danville is shutting out Shemokin 12 to nothing in the second quarter. Bloomsburg 13, South Williamsport 7. Approaching halftime, Upper Dauphin, the Trojans shutting out Tri-Valley 22 to nothing. Williams Valley 13, Juniata nothing in the second. Great ball game between Southern and Central Columbia. They are knotted up at 20-20 in the second. Warrior Run 14, Mifflinburg 6 also in the second. Line Mountain, the Eagles shutting out Millersburg in the second, 27 to nothing. Great battle in the Cole region. They are at the half in the Silver Bowl. North Schuylkill leads the Red Tornadoes 21 to 14. And the Battle of the Bridge tonight in Lycoming County, Montoursville. They are up 14 to 7 over Loyal Sock as they approach halftime. And undefeated Jim Thorpe. They have not given up a touchdown. Until tonight, Midwest did get a score in the first half. Uh, they are approaching halftime in Jim Thorpe. The Olympians are leading the Mustangs 28-7. Once again, here on Eagle 107, Berwick leads by a score of 7 to nothing at halftime. And following a interception by Denny Schock with under four minutes to go in the first, Berwick did capitalize. First down at 10, following the interception by the Bulldogs. Force takes the snap, drops back. Look, it gets the pressure. Force gets rid of it. It's got a man wide open at the 18-yard line. As he runs into the end zone, touchdown for the Berwick Bulldogs. That was the first play after a Danny Shock interception. Sharkusky with a 32-yard touchdown reception from Force. Point after touchdown, good. 7 to nothing. That's all we got for the scoring in the first half. Berwick 7, Seawons Grove nothing at the half. Don't forget, tomorrow here on Eagle 107, we will have... Bucknell football, the Bison, uh, for the second straight week, will be traveling to Philadelphia, but this time they will take on Villanova. Our airtime with head coach Joe Susan will be at 5.30. Doug Birdsong, Kevin Herr will have the call beginning at 6 here on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. Don't forget tonight, Penn State fans, immediately following the Shikalemi Braves game on WKOK, it'll be Friday night football. Penn State for the first time in the regular season since 1982 playing a Friday game. 
It's Penn State at Illinois. You'll be able to hear that tonight on WKOK. Also streamed at WKOK.com. You can also listen to it on Eagle 107 on our app, Eagle 107 app. Just tap WKOK for the Penn State play-by-play starting after the Braves with Steve Jones and Jack Ham. The Philadelphia Eagles, they get the Indianapolis Colts on Sunday. We'll have that for you here on Eagle 107 with a noon pregame and 1 p.m. kick with Merrill Reese, Mike Quick, and Howard Eskin. And the Pittsburgh Steelers have a Monday night matchup looking to get their first win of the year, looking to even their record at 1-1-1. Pittsburgh-Tampa Bay Monday night football with an 8-15 kick over on 100.9 the Valley. And take a quick break here at halftime. When we return, we will get back to Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field, get you first half stats from the Z-Man Zach Showers, and then the second half play-by-play with Pat O'Brien and Ryan Brandt. Of course, after the ball game tonight, we will have our service electric post-game show. Ryan will be on the field with interviews with head coach Derek Hicks and select players. And then I'll be with you in studio to wrap up the evening with Sunbury Motors game night. All coming up for you later tonight here on Eagle 107. Once again, at the half, Berwick 7, Seawans Grove nothing. Right back with the second half in just a moment. This is Seals Football presented by Seawans Grove Ford on Eagle 107. Jason Horowitz here with NFL Media Senior Fantasy Analyst Michael Fabiano as we get set for week three. And Mike, biggest story around the NFL, certainly fantasy owners taking notice, Josh Gordon to the Patriots. What's the advice here? If Gordon can be anything like what Randy Moss was when the Patriots added him, that will be an absolute boon for fantasy owners. Gordon has that kind of talent with arguably the greatest quarterback of all time throwing him the football. Well, Josh Gordon's value has certainly risen. Uh, we'll see what happens in the next couple of weeks. All right. Ryan Fitzpatrick, Patrick Mahomes, their value has skyrocketed through two yes. weeks. Who would you play those two over that you drafted to be your fantasy starting quarterbacks? So this week I have Mahomes ranked number two. And the only quarterback I have ahead of him is Tom Brady. And Tom Brady's playing against the Lions this week. So I would play Mahomes over everyone except for Tom Brady. And at some point, I may actually move him to number one. Fitzpatrick, not as highly ranked, but still in the top ten. So I'm playing him over the likes of Matthew Stafford, Jimmy Garoppolo, Russell Wilson, Carson Wentz. Now, you can't ignore what he's done the first two weeks, and the Steelers' defense has looked really bad. Yeah, they're the ones that gave up all those touchdowns to Mahomes in week two. Mm -hmm. Uh, Speaking of that, on the receiving end of things, who are star receivers that you're sitting in week three? Players that you should beware. Larry Fitzgerald. Demarius Thomas is another player that I would maybe fade this week. He actually leads the Broncos in targets, but he's 38th in PPR points among wide receivers, and the Ravens' defense has been spectacular against wide receivers, especially on their home field. And, you know, I get it. Amari Cooper had a big game last week. But don't be surprised if Cooper sort of comes crashing back down to earth. I don't see another 10-catch game uh, for Amari there for the Raiders. He's Michael Fabiano. For more, log on to NFL.com slash fantasy. Talk to you next week, bud. Go easy, bud. I'm Jason Horowitz, Westwood One Sports. It's time to paint the valley pink again. Join the stations of Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation on Sunday, September 30th from 2 until 4 p.m. at Shade Mountain Winery and enjoy an afternoon of painting, wine sampling, all for a good cause. Spend the afternoon with your friends, sipping wine and painting, all to benefit the Thyre and Humphrey Center for Breast Health. Your $35 ticket includes wine sampling, canvas painting led by Make Your Mark Studios, door prizes, and fun. Grab some girlfriends and enjoy an afternoon out brought to you by Murray Motors Chevrolet in Sealands Grove. Tickets are available at eagle107.com. 
Seawinds Grove Ford is proud to be part of the Seawinds Grove community and happy to support our local students and athletes at every level. They say it takes a community to raise a child, and Seawinds Grove Ford is proud to be part of a community that instills upon its youth the traits of preparation, hard work, drive, determination, and a great attitude. All are needed to be successful in school, business, and life. Good luck to all SEALs throughout your career from Seawinds Grove Ford at the bridge in Seawinds Grove. Go SEALs! We all have a path in life. Some play on the field. Others prefer jogging along the riverfront or being a weekend warrior. Wherever your path takes you, we will keep you on it. At UPMC Susquehanna, our top-rated orthopedic team, sports medicine specialists and rehabilitation professionals are the team behind the team. Call 570-321-2020. We are Eagle 107. Welcome back to halftime here at Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field. Seal and Scrooge trailing the Berwick Bulldogs 7-0. Lone score coming in the first quarter on that 32-yard touchdown reception as Alex Force gets his fifth touchdown pass of the season and Sharkowski gets his first touchdown reception of the season. Taking a look at the numbers from first half, first team numbers, Seals Grove just one first down, Berwick only six rushing yards, Seals Grove minus 43, Berwick Bulldogs just eight. Remember, Shoemaker averaging 151 yards per game, and as a team, the Berwick Bulldogs averaging 278 yards per game in that first half, just eight yards rushing. In the passing department, Seals Grove just 44. Alex Force for the Berwick Bulldogs, 104. So total yards, Seals just one yard on in the first half. Total yards, and for the Berwick Bulldogs, 112. And, Ryan, as we go down those numbers, they look really similar to an experience going by. In last year's game, which was a Seals Grove win, first half stats. Are you ready for this? Two years ago. I'm sorry, two years ago. Seals. One first down to six. What did you say for this game? One to, to six. six. Okay. Seals Grove, one yard rushing uh, yard two years ago. You got, what, negative 43 tonight, so <laughs> it's worse. But uh, Berwick did have 95 two years ago. Tonight they only have eight. Passing yards for Seals Grove uh, two years ago, 11. Uh, Berwick had 21. What were we at tonight? 104. And what do we have? 44? 44. Okay, and then total yards, Seals Group only had 12 two years ago. Remember, it was a comeback win the second half. Tonight, only one. So eerie similar to the lack of offense two years ago that Seals Grove had and were able to come back and win. And shut out the Bulldogs in the second half. Can we have that same thing tonight? Absolutely. You can't play worse offensively. You can't, you can't run, you know, negative and say you can't do better. I mean... You just keep going backwards. It's a trend. If you start going forward, you're getting better. So can Sealands Grove get something going running? Can they get something going in the passing game? Also, two years ago, Khan had an interception. Tonight he's got a fumble recovery. we got a lot of similarities. So the win can be done. This is a great coaching staff. We know they make halftime adjustments. They're going to do everything they can to get this team in a position to win. I love where we're sitting. I love it. We're only down 7 nothing, and we have negative 43 yards rushing. Only one total yard, Pat. A lot of mistakes out in this field, and, and we're down 7 nothing. And a Berwick team was averaging two touchdowns per second quarter 
all year. Yeah. They were averaging two touchdowns in the second quarter. And like score in the second quarter. And, and they've been ranked as like a top three team in the state already. So this is this is a great, great first half. And it's the only time you ever hear me say that when your offense has one yard. They do trail 7 nothing, but again, the defense playing well. And taking a rest look at the numbers, penalty-wise, both teams at three penalties. Turnover, Seals Grove has two interceptions. The Berwick Bulldogs have two fumbles, one of those fumble recoveries by Joe Kahn. Look at individual numbers. The Berwick Bulldogs rushing department, Shoemaker, 10 carries, 17 yards. Alex Forrest, one carry, minus one yard. The receiving department, Alex Forrest, 8 for 13, 104 yards and a touchdown. His main target is Tegan Wilt, five catches for 54 yards. But Sharkowski has a has one catch, and it went for 32 yards, and it's a lone touchdown in the ballgame for either team. Again, Berwick winning right at this point, 7-0 over the Seals. Look at individual numbers for the Seals group. Seals, Chuck, 5 for 14, 44 yards, and he does have two interceptions. So now in the season, he now has five interceptions on the season. Receiving department, Kansas has one catch for 22 yards. Nyland, two catches for 17 yards. Rushing department, shown five carries for 16 yards. Con two carries for one yard. And again, the sacks have piled up. And that's why when you look at Shock, eight carries for minus 49 yards. And, you know, Ryan, you can't say it enough and, and emphasize it any more strongly. To be in a position offensively where you're at, to only be down 7 nothing, two things have to happen. You'll see the adjustments offensively with this great coaching staff, but also you're going to ask this defense, you got to keep doing what you're doing to keep us in this ballgame while we make some changes and adjust things. Yeah, one thing that can't change is the defensive play. One thing that can't change, that's it. And, and, and in all honesty, I'm going to say it because it's 100% honest, this defense really has – allowed zero points that touchdown was off a horrible miss holding call i mean horrible it, it freed everything up ziders was completely held even grabbed and spun from behind i don't know how no flag came out on that and it resulted in a touchdown it gave enough time for that touchdown so this defense has done the job they have held this this berwick team to zero and don't forget even before that holding was the turnover that made it a short field so Credit to this defense. They're they're amazing right now. They are playing lights out. To, to hold this team to eight yards rushing, this is what they are. This is where all their success is, is in the run game, and they only have eight yards. This defense is phenomenal. And you look at it in terms of what coaches do when they come over. We're at halftime, first of all, 7 nothing lead for the Berwick Bulldogs. And when you look at the numbers again, the Berwick Bulldogs came in averaging 278.5 yards per game, 17 rushing touchdowns on the season and only averaging 77 yards per game through the air. So, again, they flip things here. Seals Grove defense come up big against Shoemaker, who is the workhorse for the Berwick Bulldogs. 78 carries on the season for 604 yards coming in and those seven touchdowns. Last week, he had 18 carries for 136 yards and a touchdown and the Berwick win over Wyoming Valley West. He's had a performance where he had 240 yards against Williamsport, Shoemaker did. And, again, Berwick able to do what they do against so many guys is to be able to stop that running game, those guys up front and those five linebackers. But, again, can't emphasize it enough. That's got to continue to allow this offense to be able to get us back in this game or be able to tie it up and potentially take the lead. Yeah, it just got to continue that great defensive play and takes take continue to keep the pressure off the offense. The offense is struggling. It might take a defensive score. 
it might. It might take that tonight or another a, a turnover that puts the ball maybe inside the red zone and allows this offense to maybe make two plays, two positive plays. I don't think this offense with the way that Burtwick's defense is playing, is going to be able to put together an 80-yard drive. How about a special team play? Uh, we'll get the second half something. kickoff, Schoen or Nyland back deep, and, you know, getting something going that way. That's the kind of spark that they would be looking for to try to get things yeah. going. Again, that wraps up halftime. Seals Grove trailing 7-0 to the Berwick Bulldogs. Both teams have returned to the field. Seals Grove will get the second half kickoff and look to be able to get something going, whether it's from the special teams or try to get something going offensively for the Seals to be able to tie this up and potentially maybe take the lead. And this is definitely not going to be a nickel-dime kind of offense here in the second half. It is 100% going to have to be a big play offense. It's going to have to be a big play offense. It's going to have to be a big play defense or a big play special teams make to get scores on the board. I'm just respecting the opponent. The defense is good. The defense is really good. And to think right now that we can nickel-dime and put – you know, 12 play drives together. I just, I can't see it happening. I mean, when you look at the sheet, we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven plays that are negative yards. I mean, it, there's that's a lot. That's almost half the snaps. So, got to come out, look for the big play. And the big play doesn't always have to be a 20 yard pass downfield. It, it can be a screen play. We did see one screen play that looked like it was going to turn into major yards. Shown did slip on it. Seals Group might want to go back to that screen because what that does is maybe not allow Berwick to send as much and not be as aggressive getting in the backfield. Complete a couple of those screens, maybe get well, the, the big play off of that. The design run by by Shock. Yes, the design run yep. picked up about four, maybe five yards, and again, trying to negate that pass rush that's just been devastating here in that first half for the Berwick Bulldogs against that Seals Grove offense. Yeah, and, God, man, we've gone deep middle a lot, and that's where Tegan Wilk is. I mean, he might be the best football player on the field. I'd like to maybe go, maybe find that tight end, a little shorter, just some quicker, shorter stuff to, to Metzger. He's been an unbelievable tight end this year so far, and uh, just got to find some small things, just a couple positive things, and then uh, maybe strike big on, on a deeper play. But so far it's been either a run, or a deep throw. Haven't seen too much in that middle. We did find four one time on a sit route. He caught it and picked up like six yards on the play. Going to have to see more of those routes and those options here in the second half. Want to update our Blaze Alexander for tough game of the week. Brought to you by Blaze Alexander, where it's worth the drive to Route 45. It's the Bloomsburg South Williamsport game we're keeping an eye on. And it's South Williamsport at halftime leading 27 over Bloomsburg. Bloomsburg coming off a big win a week ago over the Loyal Sock Lancers. But at this point, they trail to South Williamsport 20-7 at halftime. Ryan, we always talk about people who... You know, listen to us, and, and we're, we're very appreciative of that, checking us out here on Eagle 107, eagle107.com. And one guy we know that's listening down in Central Florida, and that's John. We appreciate you listening. He wishing the Seals well, and uh, he's got to be loving what he's listening to. Again, Seals Grove trailing just 7 nothing here at halftime. But, again, thanks, John. Tune us in on eagle107.com all the way down the coast in Central Florida. Again, Seals Grove and the Berwick Bulldogs have returned to the field. Feels like a long delay here as the team's chit-chatting with the officials. Derek Hicks talking to coach here or talking to the officials here on the near side. Again, the lone touchdown of the night as we sit at 7-0 here at halftime came from uh, Alex Force, who got his fifth touchdown pass of the season when he found 
Sharkowski for his first touchdown reception of the season, coming from 32 yards out. He was able to overcome a face mask on that play. That came with a one-play drive, just going 32 yards, and they came with 3.33 to go in that first quarter. But, again, it's been a shutout the rest of the way, and we talked about already how some of these games have gone for both these teams over the last four or five years. And 2017, we had three field goals in the first half. Berwick was shut out in the second half, and Seals Grove would win 17-6. to In 2016, we already talked about it. It was no score at the halftime. Both teams did score 14 points in the fourth, but Joey Radel had a field goal, or uh, um, Dawson had a field goal in that game for the Seals Grove Seals, a 46-yard field goal, and that's a record for the Seals Grove Seals, and that would be what Seals Grove needed to win that game in 2016, 17-14. Campbell, Garrett Campbell, had a 30-yard touchdown run in that game, and that extended the lead to 17-7, and again, that's all Seals Grove would need. And in 2015, a 17-14 win. Joey Radel had a 33-yard field goal in that game. Seals Grove defense had three fumble recoveries. Hoke had five catches. Colin Hoke for 60 yards. A bunch of key first down catches in that win at Crispy at Crispin against the Berwick Bulldogs all the way back in 2015. Here, get ready for the second half. Seals Grove trailing 7-0 to the Berwick Bulldogs, but they will get the second half kickoff. Strong leg by the kickoff man travels out of bounds. That's uh, Sarkuski. That will give the ball to the Seals Grove Seals at their own 20-yard line. See Trey Bainey jogging back out along with Benford, Everett Thomas, and we talked about Ziders and also Makai Showers returned the offensive line. We also want to make note here, Seals Grove starting with the wind in their face, but that means the fourth quarter they'll have it to their back. So first down at 10 at their own 20-yard line, just getting ready to start the second half. Swineford split to the right. One wide receiver split left. Shotgun formation. It's got a keeper by Shock. He's got some room to dive forward just short of the 25-yard line to the 24-yard line. So a four-yard pickup by a design run for the Seals as Bainey gets up slow off the turf. Remember, he did have an ankle injury earlier in the year, and he looks like it's a little bit of a hitch to his giddy-up, but he gets back up to play the right tackle position for the Seals on the second down and six. Good design run play there. Picks up four yards, makes a manageable second and six. This is going to go to Schoen. Schoen busts through a tackle to get to the 26-yard line. So it's going to be a third down and four for the Seals. Just starting the second half. 7-0 lead for the Berwick Bulldogs, 11-10 to go in the third period. Already the best drive of the game for Seals Grove. Two positive plays back-to-back, looking at a third and four. The best Seals Grove third down position all game has been third and eight, so that is huge for the Seals. I'm sorry, third and six. Looking for a big first down here to build some confidence here in the second half. Look at the slant to Kantz. He makes the catch. Crosses the 35-yard line. Is able to pick up the first down. The stop by Lynn for the Dogs. But that's a confidence builder for the Seals. Grove Seals out to their own 37-yard line. First down and 10 for the Seals. It took an entire half to get a first down for the Seals in the first half. Here they are in their first possession of the third quarter. And they get it with three straight positive plays. So first down and 10. Under center is Shock. 
I formation behind him. That's shown and Khan. He's going to go to Khan. And he almost had room coming off the right, but tackled that time. Laubach on the stop for the Bulldogs after a pickup of one. You know, it wasn't a big gain, but I like the run play. It was a quick hit. Get the ball to Khan as he's heading forward. He makes a shifty move. Great effort from Berwick defender from behind to grab the feet and trip him up, but Khan does get something positive on the play. Second down and nine after the one-yard pickup by Khan. Snap to Shock. He's got time. Looking over the middle, looking for Schoen, and it's going to be intercepted. Making the interception and slam to the turf, the Berwick Bulldogs. Making the interception that time was Cleaver as Shock was looking for Schoen streaking down the right hash. It just seemed like the ball was held up in the air a little too long there. I didn't see the opening either. Again, three white jerseys defenders all over that. That would have had to have been a very tight, very hard throw into the wind to break that coverage, and it wasn't the case. It got held up a little bit and almost incomplete, though. I thought that was going to be an easy pick, got batted. But there were so many guys around the ball that it just popped right into the hands of a Berwick defender. So first down and 10 for the Bulldogs. Ten minutes to go here in the third. Mauer in motion, but it's going to go to Shoemaker. He's into the secondary. One of more positive runs that time by the run game of the Bulldogs as he takes it to the 40-yard line. A pickup of four to be a second down and six for the Bulldogs. Nice job by Blaze Zida there. Spun off his man actually right into the running back. So second down and six for the Bulldogs. Force looking to throw it, being rushed out of the pocket. Still being chased from behind. Up the left sideline, they got a tiptoe out of bounds. Pick up the first down to the 49-yard line. So showing the athletic ability that time was Force as he's yelling to the sidelines of the Seals Grove Seals. And Metzger puts his hands up and says, what's that all about? But Force showing his athletic ability, Ryan, to pick up the first down. Yep. Again, those Seals doing a good job of getting pressure. Force going to the sideline, not having the ball up, looking to pass. But he is able to get to the sideline and pick up some yards. Five receivers to each side. Mauer going in motion. Pitch is going to go to Mauer, trying to get to the edge. Underneath the defender, showing his speed. There's a flag on the play back in the backfield. So the run by Mauer, pick up about 10 on the run, but we'll have to check the flag here. And it looks like it's going to be a holding call that's going to go against the Berwick Bulldogs. Yeah, it seemed like quite a big hole there for a cutback. And... Uh, Berwick getting caught there, grabbing the jersey of a Seals Grove defender. It's a big penalty there because that's good. It's a spot foul. So that happened in the backfield. So it's going to be a penalty of probably 12, 13 yards here. It's going to put Berwick at a – they'll get first down redo, but it's going to be first down at like 23. So instead of being close to the first down marker at the Seals Grove 41-yard line, as you described, Ryan, you're going to walk this one back. It's going to put the ball inside of the Berwick 40-yard line at the 38-yard line. 7-0 lead for the Dogs. 9-15 to go here in the third period. Got to get another flag on the play. Remember, we had three penalties each side between both teams, and now this is going to be a penalty, and it's going to go against Seals Grove. They're going to walk up a five-yard penalty off sides by the Seals Grove Seals. This is the kind of stuff Derek talks about. The aggressive penalty or in the midst of something but you can't walk off and be off sides before the plays even snap yeah it's not good there so it's going to put the ball at the 43 yard line first down and 16 for the dogs force turns gives it to shoemaker hit by ever thomas 
Shoemaker able to fall forward to the 47-yard line, but it will be now a second down and 12 for Berwick. Looking for a big play. Looking for candidates for the Schmokadam Health Center backbreaker play of the game. Would love to see a big defensive play here by the Seals Grove Seals. Maybe an interception, a turnover, pick up a fumble, take it to distance. That would be a candidate for the Schmokadam Health Center backbreaker play of the game. Wide open is the tight end, but in and out of his hands. Intended for Will Decker, but it's going to go in and out of his hands. He's only looking for his second reception of the season. He's more of a blocky tight end. Fatigue Hoover Hoover. came over and hit the 212-pound tight end to make sure he wasn't going to make that catch. Yeah, that ball was in the air. It could have a second-chance effort on it, but Teague Hoover put a stop to that by just playing a big hit, giving up a lot of size there, Teague Hoover, but not Hart. He came in there and laid a nice hit. 5'7", 144-pound safety hitting a 212-pound tight end. Falls incomplete. Third down and 12 for the Dogs. Quick throw out in the flat this time. Get it out to your athlete, Wilk. He's hit at the line of scrimmage. He's able to fall forward. Joe Kahn in on the stop. They do take it into Seals Grove territory to the 49-yard line. But it's going to be a fourth down. And we're going to call it about 10. Well, we'll call it 8 for the Berwick Bulldogs, and they'll have to punt this one away. Yeah, both shown and Joe Kahn flying in, making the tackle on the great athlete in Teague limiting the yards he gets and forcing the fourth and eight a lot of talk going on there officials have been talking to these kids giving them warnings high snap to Kashek, but he gets rid of it kicks it using the wind driving nylon back to the five trying to make a man miss at the five he does reverses his field to the 10 before he's finally swarmed over right another example there the momentum of the ball could have well now flags are being thrown in but another example of does that ball go into the end zone if you let that one go it was a yeah. boom of a kick into the wind so maybe a mistake that time by nylon could instead of had it at the 10 it could have had it at the 20 yard line i mean and even if it doesn't go in the the risk there of a, of a mishap is too high too close to the end zone i, I just get out of the way Let's see if it goes. Even if it goes out of bounds, the four-yard line, it's not much worse than going, getting the ball at the eight or nine like they're going to do right now. So, But fortunately, he was able to hang on to the ball. Nyland's got some pretty short hands. I love the effort, but sometimes you just you, you got to weigh the risk there. Now, we were just talking about a lot of talking going on on the field, officials talking to everybody. We get a late flag. I think we're going to get some unsportsmanlike stuff. Against the Berwick Bulldogs. When we get a chance, we'll send it back to Sean. He'll update us on scores. Brought to you by Aubrey Alexander Toyota as they give us our out-of-town scoreboard. Some interesting games going on around the Valley. Schmoke, we last checked, could put up 27 points on Lewisburg. Lewisburg dealing with an injury. Don't have any updates on that. Not going to speculate what the injury is, but their star running back, who was off to a great start for Lewisburg, was not playing the last we checked. And we already know that Dylan Farinato, their athlete, is also not in the lineup after dealing with injury here. As officials continue to talk, and now they're talking to Shep Talk. Coach Derek Hitch said to get to a point to say, somebody come over and explain this one to me. I asked Derek during the interview, how much explanation do you get from the officials when it seems confusing, we're not sure what's going on, and he said it's not using open book. <laughs> it's usually pretty straightforward, nothing real specific, and you think that's what they're doing with Shep Talk as now the officials... Bringing the chains back. Roughing the kicker being declined. Okay. 
thought the flag was all the way down. It was. It was way down the here. Yard line. There was nothing down at the punter. Okay, now they're going to walk it. Okay, this is what I'm not going to do. I'm not going to do a play-by-play of what the officials are doing because that drives my listeners crazy. We'll tell you where the ball is going to be when they spot it down to get this possession started. Seals Grove trailing 7 nothing here in the third, 7-41 in the third, and now they finally spot it at the 25-yard line. I think the PA guy just called it wrong. This is not a roughing the kicker because it went in Seals Grove's favor. That's why we don't speculate. Yep. Seals Grove has it. First down and 10 at their own 25-yard line, trailing 7-0. A blitz coming. It's going to go to Schoen. Drives into a white shirt, and he's going to stop as he crosses the 25-yard line, maybe the 26-yard line, maybe a yard pickup, and that's going to be it, if at all a yard. Tough going, rushing the ball for Seals Grove, and offensively as well, as you heard in that first half. One total yard in that first half. Trailing only 7 nothing. Now they'll have a second down and 10. 7-13 to go here in the third period. Two backs in the backfield along with Shock. Got some time here. Throws it. It's got a man. Making a catch of Swiper. Right at the first down marker. So he'll get a forward momentum. And it looks like he's going to pick up enough for a first down for the Seals Grove Seals. So he finds Swiper. His Swiper main target on this season with his 20 catches coming in tonight. He makes a big catch. And that was a shorter route. That wasn't 15 yards downfield. It was actually underneath 10. Swineford runs a, a little post slant. And uh, enough time and a strong delivery stepping into it was Danny Shock. It's a nice pitching, pitch and catch. Swineford's first catch of the game for a first down. Khan and Schoen in the backfield helping out with the blocky. But this is going to be a run call. As Khan's going to spin and turn, there's going to be a flag on the play, and it's in the backfield where you would anticipate there being a holding call against the offense. I mean, just killer, and it is. It is a holding call. I mean, it's just killer. Too many negative things on the offensive side of the ball for the Seals. They just have not been able to get anything going. Definitely a better start here in the third quarter as far as moving the ball forward, but a penalty like that is, is just as bad as a sack. Well, taking a look at things, kind of recap summary here. The lone score, again, Force found Sarkuski. That's fifth touchdown pass by Force. First catch by the receiver for the Berwick Bulldogs. Shock has thrown three interceptions, two in the first half here in one in the second half. Tegan Wilk has his fourth interception of the season as well for the Berwick defense. First down and 23 for the Seals, trailing 7-0. Shock drops back. He's got a lot of pressure. Trying to throw a screen pass to Schoen, but he was under heavy pressure. Montes in his face, along with fellow white shirt for the Berwick Bulldogs. That play never developed. Yeah, just not a, not even enough time in the screen for Schoen to get out in the spot. Danny Shock throws it to the spot where they want him, but Schoen was not there yet. Looked like, though, if it, if it could have been a completion of some good lead blocks out in front, not as many defenders, but... Unable to successfully run that screen play. Two wide receivers to the right. Brett Ford, the lone wide receiver to the left. Second down and long for the Seals. Blitz coming. Behind Chuck comes defender, and he's going to take him down all the way inside the 10-yard line, down to the 9-yard line. Uh, I mean, everything was deep. Everything was so deep downfield. You needed so much time. Nothing coming short. Nothing. No quick hitters. Everything was 10, 15 yards downfield. And 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 Berwick brought the house. I mean, they blitzed from both sides on the outside, plus four or five guys up the middle. They sent seven there and uh, just not enough time 
to get any of the receivers open, and then you take a loss there and a sack, and now it's third and 37. Third and 37 with 5.49 to go into third. It's going to be handed off to Schoen. He's into the secondaries. He crosses the 20-yard line, maybe to the 21-yard line, out of the shadow of their own end zone, but it will be a fourth down and a punting situation for the Sealens Grove Seals going against the win will be Metzger on this punt. And it's a nice run to set up a little more space for this punt. I think it's just, I think it's the right call, safe play there. You, ain't, you don't have a you don't have a, a fourth and thirty-seven play. That's a smart run play. Got ten yards, something positive. Late defense here. Metzger gets it away. Good punt into the win. As Maurer is going to come up, make he fumbles on the turf. There's a scramble once again. Sharkusky says that Berwick Bulldogs got it back, and there's no reaction from the Seals. So it looks like they're able to retain the possession here, but. Give credit to the punter, Metzger. He was able to get that one up in the wind and able to get it all the way out to midfield. And Maurer and Wilk were talking to each other, like who was going to field that one. And then Maurer strided over to get it, slipped a little bit, and they were capable or they're uh, fortunate to retain possession of it. They have it at the Seals Grove 49-yard line. Oh, that could have been a huge smoking damn Hell Center backbreaker play right there. So close to Seals Grove getting the ball there off the muffed uh, punt. Man, that would have been huge, but had the ball right at midfield. So the dogs come out first down in 10, leading 7-0. They have it at the Seals Grove 48-yard line. Turn, give it to Shoemaker. He finds a hole. He's going to get about 8 as he gets it to the 40-yard line. So one of the better runs so far by the Bulldogs, Shoemaker, as he takes it to the 40-yard line. It's going to be a second down and two. Can this defense hold up? We know the Berwick Bulldogs like to run the ball, using that girth up front. See if they continue to do here on a second down with Maurer going in motion. They're going to give it to Shoemaker. Bounce it off a tackle. Try to get to the outside. He will. Up the left sideline. Being chased from behind by Swiper. He's going to get to the goal line. Touchdown. For the Berwick Bulldogs. Yeah, the misdirection there really got a bunch of seals going the opposite way, trying to make the cut back. You can see a little bit of fatigue maybe right now. Some of the seals look to be breathing a little heavier. A lot of guys going two ways. I think they just caught the seals off guard there. Well executed play, able to get the edge and find themselves in the end zone. So Berwick now, after a PAT attempt here, could be up 14 nothing. A shoemaker is able to get his eighth touchdown of the season, which leads the team. And a game where Seals Grove's been able to shut him down, but he runs for a 48-yard touchdown run to help his numbers here in the game. The extra point try, line drive is up, and it's good. So as the Seals Grove look to regroup here, we'll do the same. How about we send it back to Sean, give us some updated scores, keep an eye on a bunch of good ones going on around the valley. Sean, take it away. Keep it right here as the Seals Grove Seals again find themselves now trailing 14-0 after that long run. And you know his capability. Shoemaker he has 151-yard average a game, and you know he's going to get this opportunity to continue to. They keep giving it to him, and he finally is able to break it. And like you said, Ryan, got to the sideline, and, boy, he showed that burst up that left sideline. Fatigue potentially for the Seals because there is there is that element defensively. We keep stopping them, keep stopping them, keep stopping them. But we're going to need to be able to have some things develop on the offensive side. The defense can't keep running out there after the offense struggling. 
to, to even move the ball and make a threat. Well, I mean, and this is an every aspect offense. I'm not just putting this on offensive line. I mean, receivers aren't getting open. The, the, the coverage from Berwick is phenomenal. They're able to go one on one with these guys and stay with them. Guys just aren't getting open. So you got to give credit to Berwick in all aspects. Run defense is there. Uh, their, their pass coverage is there, and they're getting pressure on Shock and making him uh, make quick and, and early decisions. So Berwick's doing it in all aspects. Seals Grove offense is just not finding anything because Berwick's shutting it all down. Ball goes into the end zone, so it'll be a touchback, but the Berwick Bulldogs extend their lead to 14-0 on a 48-yard touchdown run by Shoemaker, completing just a two-play drive, taking just... 37 seconds coming with 431 to go here in the third. The extra point good. And again, the Berwick Bulldogs leading 14-0. That's the Seals Grove Ford drive summary. So here we are again. Switch it to the other side offensively. Trying to overcome the 14-0 lead of the Seals. Five receivers to each side. Chuck rolling to his right. He's got Christian Kantz making the catch. He'll catch it at the 27-yard line. Hit immediately as he made the catch, but a good positive play. And what you're dialing up, the recipe you're looking for, Ron. How about some the short little passes? Kance runs a nice route, makes the catch for the six-yard pickup. Second out at four. Yeah, and you know what? It's, an, it's a third catch for Kance. He's been a possession guy right now, has had a couple catches of decent gains. Going to give it to Khan, trying to bounce to the outside. Going to be hit by three white shirts before he's thrown out of bounds at the 30-yard line. Snyder in on the stop for the... Berwick Bulldogs, and also get credit to Williams, who came over from his defensive back position to make the stop. Ah, that was a nice setup run. Receiver just completely whiffed on a block there. Completely missed. That could have been a much bigger gain there if we got one more block. First down pickup for the Seals Grove Seals. So it's a first down and 10. After the run, a tough run by Joe Kahn, but he's able to pick up the first down. Crucial first down for the Seals, trailing 14-0. Ball sits at the 30-yard line. Wide receivers to each side. And the backfield is Kahn with Shock. Good snap. Rolling to the left. Getting some pressure. Shock. He's going to take off and run with it. Being chased from behind and finally he's going to go down. The man he was able to make miss stayed with the play and eventually came up with the stop. And that's Mason Laubach, the sophomore, able to make the stop. Yeah, that uh, Danny trying to keep the play alive there with his legs. Does get through initial pressure. And you said it. The guy just stayed on his tail and was able to get him from behind. So back in the same situation here, second down and long. Now they say fourth and 13 on the nah, second down second. and more like 12 anyways. Drop it back is shock. Under pressure once again, and he's going to be sacked. There's double flags, a bunch of flags being thrown in. Two flags being thrown in here. And Brian, one thing we talked about last week, even in a 35 nothing win, bunch of penalties against the Seals and no flow. I mean, they won 35 nothing, but with a lot of penalties, it was hard to get into a good flow offensively, and uh, a lot of the same happened here. You try to get into some kind of flow, but with holding calls against the Seals, declined after the sack by the Bulldogs, and now they're looking at a third 
and extremely long. they got to get all the way to their own 40-yard line. Now the ball sits inside the 15 at the 14-yard line for the Seals on this third down play. Scoreboard is having some serious issues right now. They can't get down distance or time right. So I believe it is. It says third and 13 on the board. I can tell you it's a lot further than that. they got to get all the way to the 40-yard line. Third and 26. Pick up here. Shock drops back. He's got some time now. Now he's being pressured by Snyder, and he's going to be sacked again. Snyder's able to get to him back inside the five, down to the four-yard line. He beat his man, got in the backfield, and another sack by the Berwick Bulldogs. Yeah, that was, I mean, the last two sacks, just zero resistance. There's just guys, it might as well be just Danny standing there by himself because there's just guys flying in from the outside edge, not getting picked up, and Danny took a beating of two plays in a row. So Metzger standing deep in his own end zone, looking to kick this one away. And again, it's into the wind with Maurer and Wilk waiting for the punt. The punt's going to go to Wilk right at the 30. He fumbles the ball in the turf. It's a scramble for it again as the ball sits right at the 30-yard line. But no call here on who has the ball as Wilk came up. And it, White Shirt's going to be able to retain the ball once again. And Ahmed doesn't like the call. Oh, I think he's mad he had an opportunity for it, and he was unable to come up with it as he raced down after snapping the ball to Metzger. The opportunity presented itself for the Seals once again on the muffed snap. Been at least three by the Berwick Bulldogs. They're able to retain two of the three, but now the defense going to be asked to come up big. Great field position once again for the Berwick Bulldogs at the Seals Grove 31-yard line. Asking a lot of this defense, especially with the defense not getting any breaks. It's constant short field for them and constantly on the field. 14-0 lead for the Bulldogs. 2.07 to go in the third. Force drops back, getting some pressure up the middle. Able to get away from him. Scramble away from another fender. Then he's going to be hit and finally sacked. It was Ziders, Mauer, or uh, Zider, no, Schaefer, I'm sorry. 65 was the first guy in there, and he, right, did... The same thing, kept the motor going, was able to finally get to force, but it was also Ziders in the backfield as well. So good job keeping the play going by force, but finally finished off with the sack on the play. And a huge play, a huge play there. And you're right, Ziders got in there original, caused a lot of pressure, caused a misdirection. Then it was shown and uh, Schaefer getting the sack. Let's go to Shoemaker, hit right at the line of scrimmage, able to drag showers forward inside the 35-yard line to the 34-yard line. It'll be short. It'll be a third down and 13 for the Berwick Bulldogs as Seals Grove looking to come up with a big defensive stop here, trailing 14-0 with 109 to go here in the third. Passing down here for Berwick. Seals Grove knows the recipe. Get in the backfield. Get pressure. And where is Tegan Wilk? Split far to the right. That's where Force is looking. Deep down the right sideline. Beyond the defense is Wilk. And he's going to make the catch touchdown for the Berwick Bulldogs. Ah, just a perfect throw. That was a perfect throw. Coverage was not bad. Wilk did get a little bit behind the cornerback there. But that was just a perfect throw. It was quick. Boom, boom. Lead him way downfield over the shoulder catch. That was a, a pretty play by the Berwick offense. Big strike. On this possession as well, they had one a possession ago on the 48-yard touchdown run by Shoemaker. But after the defense had two good back-to-back plays, they gave up the big throw as Force gets his sixth touchdown pass of the season as he's able to find Wilkin beyond the defense. The extra point is up, and it is good. 
So the Berwick Bulldogs, back-to-back touchdowns to push their lead out to 21-0 over the Sealands Grove Seals here in the third period with just 53 seconds to go here in the third. And he said, Ryan, good coverage. But, boy, he dropped it in right into the basket. Tegan Wilt using that speed, got beyond the defense just enough for force to be able to find him for the big throw and catch. Yeah, it was just a beautiful executed play. Pass was perfect. Route was ran extremely hard. And uh, everything, timing, everything. Quick snap, quick set of the feet, stepped into it, threw a strike. And honestly, the coverage was not bad. Seals Grove was coming in with pressure. The coverage on, on Wilk was not bad at all. Just a perfect pass and catch there for Berwick. And now they put themselves in a position that 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 is pretty favorable for them as they're up 21 nothing. And really, Seals offense, I'm not sure what their total stats are right now, but could be in the negative for the game. As Wilk makes a catch from 34 yards, three-play drive covering 31 yards, extra point good. 21-0 lead for the Berwick Bulldogs. That's the Seals Grove forward drive summary. Kickoff is going to go into the end zone, a touchback. Kicker's been a force as well. You're putting the ball in the end zone, not giving a chance for Nyland and Schoen to return it, and it's going to start at the 20-yard line. First down and 10 for the Seals Grove Seals, trailing 21 to nothing as Tegan Wilk gets his second touchdown reception of the season, and Alex Forrest gets his sixth touchdown pass of the season to push the lead to 21-0. And, and I really don't have even an idea what Seals Grove can do right now offensively because you got so many guys going both ways for Seals Grove, so you know fatigue's kicking in. Plus, Berwick's giving up nothing. Over the middle this time, it's going to fall incomplete, and you see three white shirts defending Nyland right in the middle of the field two linebackers underneath wilk deep and no chance second down and 10 for the seals at their own 20 yard line and, and make note here the seals group coaches have has made a change bastion is in at quarterback right now trying to see if maybe from a more athletic standpoint just trying to do something here they do trail 21 to nothing he's going to keep it on the design run trying to get to the edge and he's going to get to the 25 yard line tackled by safety wilk but he's going to pick up a five-yard pickup for Seals Grove. It'll be a third down and five for the Seals. Well, nice. Get out around the edge. Use your athleticism. That's one thing Bastion definitely has. And you pick up some positive yards, actually giving him six yards on the play. They will mark it at the 26, as you said. So third down and four for the Seals. Bastion in at quarterback. Takes a snap. Rolling to his left. Going to get rid of it. Swineford in and out of his hands, an intended receiver, defended well over there by Smith on the coverage for the Berwick Bulldogs, and it's going to bring up a fourth down and a punting situation here for the Seals Grove Seals. That is a tough throw, rolling to your left, throwing with your right. That's a very tough throw. Wasn't a bad throw, pretty accurate, but I think Berwick got enough on the ball there. Swineford tried to pull it in just to knock it free. Here would be your uh, Philly Philly play. <laughs> Maybe some kind of trick play here on punt, fake punt. I don't know what Seals Group has in their package, but this could be a surprise. Wilk and Maurer drop back. They're standing just inside of their own 45-yard line. Metzger booms it away over Wilk's head. It's going to bounce, and it's going to be recovered by the Seals. It touched Wilk on his foot, and coming down and making the recovery are the Seals Grove Seals. Is that number 10? And that is Showers, Isaiah Showers, jumping on top of it, 
that could be a play to gain some momentum for the Seals Grove Seals. As good as Wilk is as a player, he is a horrible decision maker on these punts. His adjustments coming up to the ball seem to be off. That time he ran too far up, had to turn around, come back, and it, it hit him in the foot. He's got a couple muffed ones tonight, but that one I believe is the first one that he completely choked uh, on, and, and Seals Grove able to get it. Some life here with 2.8 seconds, but it's got to be all positive from here on out for this offense. 2.8 to go here in the third. Bastion in at a quarterback. Drops back under heavy pressure. Going to take off and run. Trying to get away from one defender. Able to fall forward to pick up positive yards to the 36-yard line. So he's going to pick up three. And that's going to end the third period with the Seals Grove Seals trailing the Burbank Bulldogs 21 to nothing. This is Seals Grove football presented by Seals Grove Ford here on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. Hey, Dad, football takes a lot of hard work, doesn't it? It sure does, Ben. Hard work and discipline make a team successful. Like your CPA business? Yes, my clients and I are a team. I work with them for all of their income tax, payroll, and bookkeeping needs. It doesn't matter if it's one person, a family, or a whole business. I get things done, just like our football team does on the field. So do you have a playbook? Kind of. My goal is to do my absolute best for all of my clients. They can call me, William D. Booker, CPA, at 570-374-7343, or visit me at 530 South Market Street in Seals Grove, Next to the American Legion. Go Seals! Thank you, sir. Welcome back to Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field. Getting ready to move into the third, or excuse me, the fourth quarter. The Seals go trailing 21-0. To the Berwick Bulldogs, looking up some updated scores for you. Brought to uh, Aubrey Alexander Toyota as they bring you our out-of-town scoreboard. Jersey Shore beating Chickalimmy 28-7. Lewisburg trailing Shemokin 27-7. Danville up on Milton 27-0. And South Williamsport up 26-7. And that was our Blaze Alexander Ford Tough game of the week. Again, South Williamsport leading Bloomsburg 26-7. Fascinated quarterback, second down play here for the Seals at the Berwick 36-yard line. Fumbled, snap, ball hits the turf. I think it's and Berwick's ball. The official comes up and says third down, so they Oof. are able to somehow, some way, retain possession here. But that was close. That was close. That was real close. And Snyder coming in, it looked like he had a good shot out for the Berwick Bulldogs, but the Seals do recover it. But the bottom line, it's a loss on the play. And now it's going to force a third down. And we're going to call it 13 at four. The Seals Grove Seals just moved into the fourth quarter, trailing 21-0. Wide receivers to each side. Shown the lone back in the backfield with Bastion. Bastion gets the snap under heavy pressure. He fumbles the ball. It's on the turf. Going to be picked up by the Berwick Bulldogs. Going back the other way. Uncontested into the end zone. Touchdown for the Berwick Bulldogs. A lot of pressure there again. Bastion doing everything he can to keep this third and 13 alive. And he just didn't see the guy off to behind him and come swatting in, just knocked the ball out. And it was a favorable bounce right to a Berwick guy, and he's able to take it in for an easy defensive score. And that right there is probably your Schmoke and Dam Health Center back for a Definitely a candidate. Yep, definitely a candidate as Seeley picked it up, turned it around, got to the outside, being chased by Schoen. He got knocked off his feet. Beatty doing everything he could to try to get to him. He wasn't going to catch him, so definitely a candidate for the Smoking Dam Health Center backbreaker play of the game. 
that's an unsportsmanlike conduct called against the Bulldogs. After the touchdown, the Bulldogs get called for unsportsmanlike penalty. So they're going to walk this one off, but the touchdown will. Uh oh. The call is here. So now they're saying the penalty unsportsmanlike, and if it happens before he got into the end zone, negates the score. Negates the score. So wow. We'll have to take that back. Uh, it, we'll do it in reverse. Take back that Schmokey Dam Hill Center backbreaker play of the game candidate. Still can be. It's turnover. The turnover part of it, absolutely. Yeah. But as you said, Bastion trying to do everything he could, trying to create a play. He's in there trying to use his athletic ability. Got knocked out of his hand. Took an incredible bounce up to Sealy. And think about this. I mean, it is 21-0. Seals group offense should not show anything positive, but what if, Seals Grove were to come back, and that touchdown being negated is huge. That could be a big backbreaker play. Force is going to get the call, trying to bounce to the outside. A lot oh, of red shirts there, did everything he could to get inside the 15-yard line. So he's going to pick up about maybe two yards on the carry. Red shirts all over the play. It's going to be a second down. In eight, 21-0 lead for the Berwick Bulldogs. I thought that was a pretty obvious holding there. <laughs> Seals Grove defender getting tackled from behind that was trying to make that tackle. Move to 10.49 to go here in the fourth quarter. Berwick in business again. They lead 21-0 after the turnover. Fumble recovery by the defense for the Dogs. Force under center this time. Takes the snap, fakes it. Inside handoff to Tegan Wilk. All over at the Seals. That's shown. Able to get to the speedy Wilk on this inside handoff. Loss on the play. The Seals' defense continues to come up big. Yeah, and that was almost a fumble there. Wilk uh, had the ball loose. He actually it rolled around his back. He was able to hang on to it from behind and, and pull it back to the front. But Schoen got in there in a hurry, causing a lot of issues there. Almost a turnover. So now it's a third down and 11 for the Berwick Bulldogs. They have it at the Seals Grove 17-yard line. Four drops back. Look at under pressure, deep into the end zone. Look at Swiper trying to go up for the interception. Did he get it? Yes, he did. Interception by Swiper. And the Seals Grove defense comes up big, negates a touchdown throw by Force, an athletic play by Swiper. And he's just showing his his ass. His athletic receiver skills there. Swineford goes up, a bigger man, and gets the ball to higher point. Great job to keep his feet in bounds. That's a huge play. Listen, there's 10 minutes left in this game. There is plenty of time, but this offense right here absolutely has to put a score up, and it can't be a long five-minute drive. They have got to score and score quick. They have not shown anything all night offensively, but they're still alive. Swineford gets his first interception of the season. He led the team interceptions a year ago, and he gets his first turnover or interception of the season. It's the eighth turnover of the night between both teams, so definitely not pretty in so many ways, but Seals Grove able to get the interception in the end zone. They have the ball at their own 20-yard line after the run there, lost on the play. It'll be a second down and 11 for the Sealands Grove Seals. Alex Forrest throws his third interception of the season for the Bulldogs. Bastion stays in at quarterback. Wide receivers to each side, drops back, under pressure, gets rid of it, intended for Kissinger. There's a flag on the play once again, and 
Flags have been a plenty as they were a week ago, but it didn't impact the game with the Seals Grove 135 nothing. but you can't do it against a good Berwick team. And there's going to be a flag on the play in the offensive backfield. Expect there to be a holding call walked off against the Seals Grove Seals. Yeah, that's, that's another big penalty. That's going to put Seals Grove down inside the, well, it could be inside the 10-yard line here. With 9.18 to go in the game, Seals Grove trailing 21-0. Again, after back-to-back home games next week, the Seals Grove Seals will be on the road. Take on the Loyal Sock Lancers. First time in our 10 season, we'll see the Loyal Sock Lancers. Looking forward to that. But again, Seals Grove Seals trying to finish things out here, trying to put some positive plays together. They trail 21-0 with 9-18 to go in the game to the undefeated Berwick Bulldogs. Two wide receivers split to the left, one to the right. This is going to go to Schoen. He's into the secondary, spins off a tackle, still going. Chase from behind as he gets beyond the 30-yard line, out to the 33-yard line. It'll be a first down pickup for the Seals. Yeah, very nice play there. Schoen finding an opening. Beautiful spin move at the first would-be tackler. Puts a big man putting a spin move on him, getting the extra yards needed. It's a, that's a big play from a big guy in, in Nate Schoen. So positive play for the Seals to pick up the first down just short of the 35-yard line in their own territory. Trailing 21-0. Blitz coming. Schoen's going to get the call again. Trying to pop it to the outside. Not going to this time. Good job defensively all around. First guy in there was Peck. Big Benjamin Peck was in there. 6'2", 271 pounds. Came in with 18 tackles and a tackle for loss on the season. He showed his ability to get in the backfield, disrupt things. Lost on the play all the way back to the 30-yard line. It's now going to be a second down and 15 for the Seals. Fashion in the shotgun with trips to the right. Swineford the lone receiver on the left. Showing blitz to the Bulldogs. They're coming. Swineford, tended receiver, makes the catch to the 34-yard line. Just short of the original line of scrimmage. So it's going to be a third down and 11 for the Seals. On the stop that time was Smith for the Bulldogs. Uh, just a nice quick pitch and uh, catch there. Swineford had to go low, and he did so and got the ball. Good catch, positive yards, and now it's a man- more manageable third down and 10. Sebastian getting a lot of look here late in the ball game for the Seals. And there's pressure going to come here on third and 10 for sure. Berwick's going to send a lot. He's going to have to make a quick read and get this out of there. Trips to the right. Got some time now. Looking. Going to throw it deep down the right sideline. Excuse me, the right hash, but nobody there. Good long ball into the win. Intended for four, but falls incomplete. Fourth down, punting situation. Yeah, overthrown for probably about 15 yards there. So, young man's got a strong arm. The wind also helping that. That ball flew. But, again, Seals Grove offense, a couple good things there. The shown run was really nice but ultimately not able to put a drive together. Here's been the most interesting part of the game for the Berwick Bulldogs. Yeah. Fielding a punt. Metzger drops back. Good snap. Going to get rid of it. Into the win. Yep. Good high kick. It's going to bounce at the 36-yard line. Get a great roll for the Seals. You have a penalty here running into the kicker. And the ball's going to roll inside of the 15. Ryan's calling a roughing the punter call. So a good punt by Metzger. He's done a great job here tonight. But again, like you said, there is a penalty on the field and the preliminary call that it's running into the punter. And now, Seals Grove is going to decline it. 
but the ball rolling inside of the 15. It would not be enough for a first down pickup as it would be a five-yard penalty. So it's going to be a first down as the ball is going to be after the good roll inside of the 15 at the 14-yard line where Berwick will take over first down at 10. Now, it doesn't get you the first down, but it puts you at a fourth and five. And right now, you're down 21 nothing. I might go for that one. <laughs> I might I might do the fourth and five. I mean, again, I've never won a football game as a coach, but I think right there, I think I risk it. I think I go for a fourth and five. Seven and a half minutes to go, down 21 nothing, producing really minimal offense all night. I think fourth and five is one of your best positions all night to get a first down. Well, the, the end result of the punt, like I said, rolls inside the 15. It'll be first down and 10 for the Bulldogs, leading 21 nothing from their own 14-yard line. Shoemaker gets the call, drives forward, gets to the next level as he's able to take it beyond the 16-yard line, out to about the 17-yard line. So he's going to pick up three, second down and seven for the Bulldogs, leading 21 nothing with 7.05 to go in the game. Berwick looking to stay undefeated on the season. They're at 4-0. Seals Grove at 2-2. But they still remain 2-1 in conference play with their win over Jersey Shore and Shikalimi. Shoemaker gets the call again into a wall of red shirts. Ziders involved in that. Bastion, Ahmet, Khan, you name it, involved in the stop there. Loss on the play back to about the... We we'll call it the 16-yard line, so a loss of one. Third down play here for the Berwick Bulldogs. Seals Grove defense trying to come up with a big play here as Hollenbach comes into the game to play the left corner position for the Seals. Swankford to the right. Safety is Hoover. Third down play here for Force. Shotgun formation. Taking the snap. Look it. It's getting under some pressure from Ahmed. Also from Everett Thomas. Going to get rid of it. It throws it out of bounds. Great job, Thomas and Almit getting into the backfield, forcing force out of the pocket. Yeah, pressure again. Everett Thomas, senior, getting up the middle, creating some issues. Other Seals Grove Seals flying to the ball. Anytime they've been able to get pressure on force tonight, it has been usually a, a play for a loss or an incompletion. Very few positive gains in force when he's had to scramble. Now, punting situation here for the Berwick Bulldogs. Looking for a return for great field position for the Seals. It's a short kick. It's going to bounce and roll to the 44-yard line. Seals Grove will take over first down at 10 from the Berwick 44-yard line. Make sure you stick around. Coming up after the game, we'll have interviews with the players, Coach Derek Kicks. It's all part of the Service Electric Cable Vision postgame show here on Eagle 107, eagle107.com. 5.56 to go in the game. Seals Grove trailing 21-0 to the Berwick Bulldogs. The score was 7-0 at the end of the first half. But then back-to-back touchdowns, Shoemaker and Wilk, one from 48-yard run, another from a 38-yard reception, and it's pushed the lead to 21-0 lead for the Berwick Bulldogs. Seals Grove first down and 10 from the Dogs, 44-yard line. Bastion stays at a quarterback. Trying to roll here to the left. Got some time. Gets rid of it. Looking for Nyland, but sails out of bounds. Falls incomplete. Second down and 10 for the Seals. Yeah, yeah. immediate pressure. Bastion showing that he's got some speed. He avoids it. 
and he's rolling out to his left again, throwing with the right. That is so tough to do. I mean, just picture you're sprinting to your left, avoiding pressure, and you almost have to, to set your feet and just to get position to throw to get a normal mechanic. And a lot of times these kids don't have the time to set their feet. They almost have to jump and twist into their throw. Extremely tough thing to do. And almost a completion, though. It was a good effort, but Seals Grove incomplete. They're looking at second and ten. With trips to the left, Con the lone back in the backfield. Under heavy pressure is Bassett. Gets rid of it. Finds Swiper. Makes the catch. Drags defender to the 35-yard line. So it's going to make it a third down and one for the Seals. Swiper, beautiful catch, using his hands to go up and get it and setting up an opportunity for the Seals to pick up a first down on third down and one. Yeah, nice play. These are the kind of things you need. They don't all have to be big routes downfield. Setting up a third and one. It's two downs here. You need two plays to get one yard. They're going to give it to Khan. Bouncing it to the outside. Going to be a first down and a face mask face penalty mask, as yep. well on Monty. So picks up a first down, add the face mask on top of it, and Seals Grove getting deeper into Berwick territory. Trailing 21-0, but they'd love to get on the board and negate this or to uh, eliminate this shutout that they're currently dealing with with the Berwick Bulldogs leading 21-0 with 5.18 to go in the game. Tonight after the game, you get scores, highlights from across the region and the Alpha Electric electrifying call of the week with Sean Carey and the Sunbury Motors Seals game night right here on Eagle 107 and the Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation app. That's coming up tonight after our broadcast. Ryan, we say best in the biz. Stick around, get all updated scores, highlights. You'll hear from the Shikalemi game, Lewisburg game, and much, much more with Sean Carey as part of the Seals game night right here on Eagle 107. So first down, ball inside the 20 at the 19-yard line. Two wide receivers split to the right for the Seals. Bastion drops back, gets rid of it on a slant to Nyland, makes a catch at the 10, and that's the far as he'll get. But it's a good pickup to the 10-yard line, knocked off his feet. It'll be short of a first down by half yard. It'll be a second down and about two feet for the Seals Grove Seals, and they're in business. A, a nice throw there by Bastion, hitting Nyland again on a shorter route, a slant route. Nyland catches it, picks up nine, manageable, plus second down, best second down of the night at second and one for Seals Grove as they're inside the 10-yard line. Condalone back in the backfield, offset to the left of Bastion. Two wide receivers split far to the right. Bastion's going to look to throw. Over the middle, and he's lucky that wasn't picked off by Wilk once again. You know what I think he could have done? Tucked it away, maybe run for the first down. Yeah. I mean, on second and one, I don't think you want to force that pass. I, it was not very open. It was a small window. It's only second and one. Take off. Take off. And this is the thing. When you got a bunch of young kids, they're going to learn from this stuff. They're going to see it in film. I guarantee you if they were, you know, seniors in there that have been in this position, that would have been a, t- a, a tuck and run on second and one. Well, Bastion will go under center this time, see if he just tries to lean forward for the first down. Nope, he's going to turn. Give it to Khan. Met in the backfield, lost on the play. Not going to pick up the first down there. So it's going to be a fourth down. And are you thinking about avoiding the shutout and trying to kick a field goal, or are you going to try to go for it here, the fourth down, and a long one they're going to go for it here? Coming in tonight, Bastion had only thrown seven passes, two for seven for 20 yards. He's got majority of the work here. Late in this ball game for the Seals Grove Seals as they'll go for it here on a fourth down and a long one, possibly two, to pick up the first. Bunch formation to the right. Swineford alone, wide receiver on the left. Under pressure is Bastion. Looking, get rid of it, throw it across his body. He's got Christian Kant to the back of the end zone. 
Touchdown for the Hills Grove Seals. Well, he bought time. He bought time. And give Christian Kantz a ton of credit. He kept running. He found an opening. That is great effort by both Kantz and by the quarterback there in Bastion of buying time and never giving up. Seals Grove gets on the board. As Christian Kantz makes his fourth catch of the season and gets his first touchdown of the season for the Seals Grove Seals as they avoid the shutout. Now Rule will come in off the four hold and attempt the extra point here. So Seals Grove trying to gain some momentum, getting ready to move into week six. Rule steps up, knocks it through the upright, and it's good. So, Sean, we have the Seals Grove getting on the board to cut the lead to 21-7 to with 348 to go here in the ballgame. But interested in other games going on around the valley, can we send it to you for those updates? New bet, Pat and Ryan, on our Aubrey Alexander Toyota out-of-town scoreboard on WKOK late in the fourth quarter. Jersey Shore up 28-13 to over Shikolemi. Jersey Shore defense posting two safeties in the third quarter. Shemokin and Lewisburg still 27-7. That game in the fourth on 100.9 the Valley. Danville shutting out Milton 34-0 in the fourth. Couple final scores in. We've got Upper Dauphin getting a victory, 42-14 over Tri-Valley. Warrior Run, Chris Long with a victory tonight. The defenders getting a win over Mifflinburg, 14-12. Line Mountain, easy time. Happy homecoming tonight for the Eagles, 47-8 over Millersburg in the fourth. And North Schuylkill. About four minutes remaining in that game in the Silver Bowl. They are leading Mount Carmel 33-14. Jim Forp, final score. Olympians, they're still undefeated 55-7 over Midwest. Back to Pat and Ryan. Thank you, Sean. As the Seals Grove Seals get on the board, Christian Kantz makes the catch from 11 yards out from Bastion. Bastion's first touchdown throw of the season. Kantz first touchdown reception. Seals Grove now trail 21-7 after the extra points. Good. That's the Seals Grove forward to drive summary. And now... For the most exciting play in football, the onside kick. <laughs> You'll see what Rule is able to do here. Doesn't look like the hands team necessarily in for the Berwick Bulldogs. Ball's going to hit the turf, bounce up in the air, and I bet it's going to be an offside. The, the whistle blew before actually the snap or the kick was made, so you wonder if it's going to be a five-yard walk-off. And actually, it was a good kick. It got a good bounce. Had a good opportunity for the Seals, but the whistle blew to stop the play before any of that could unfold, and it's going to be a five-yard walk-off against the Seals. Now what do you do? Do it again, or oh, do you yeah. try to pitch it to the 30-yard line and just make a scramble for it? I don't know. Tegan Wilk standing all the way at his own 38-yard line. There's one man deep, that Shoemaker. He's all the way back at his own 15. I think you got to go for the onside. 3.48 to go. Seals Grove able to get on the board. Again, a 11-yard touchdown reception by Christian Kantz. His first of his career in the back of the end zone as he did a great job to get himself open. Bastion found him for his first touchdown throw of his career. Onside kick, going to go the other way. It's going to bounce. And there's a scramble for it. Did the red shirts jump on top of it? A white shirt was right there. He might have been able to make the grab and fall backwards. Ryan Almond was there. Schoen was there as well. Wow. So but close. An opportunity there, and it was very close. Schaefer there as well, but give credit to the white shirt who was able to hang on that after he just got annihilated by three red shirts. Yeah, that, that was unbelievable there. Well-executed onside kick. Seal showing patience till it hit the 10-yard mark. I almost think that's luck. I think that was luck that that ended up in Berwick's hands because there were three seals all over that. Unbelievable. That was so close. 
348 to go in the ballgame. 21-7 lead for the Berwick Bulldogs. Berwick looking to go to 5-0. Next week, the Dogs will have Valley View. Then they're at Hazleton. They're home against Crestwood, Dallas, and Coughlin to finish out the season. So three home games at the end of the year for the Berwick Bulldogs. But again, next week, they'll have Valley View. For Seals Grove, again, they're at Loyal Sock. Then they're home against Shemokin. They're at Central Mountain Danville before they finish up home against the Montoursville Warriors. Have a whistle here and a timeout time taken out as well. Interesting games going on around the Valley. Ryan and keep an update on there. Shemokin, 27 to 7 lead over the Lewisburg Green Dragons. We know Lewisburg is dealing with some injuries, but give credit to Shemokin. That's who Seals Grove will face in a couple weeks. Henry Hanasi coming in, trying to change the the atmosphere there, change the the the, the thought in terms of the Schmuckin program. And uh, no matter who's on the field, if you get a win against Lewisburg for the Schmuckin Indians, that's huge and pick up some momentum for the Schmuckin Indians as they look to move throughout the rest of the season. Yeah, I mean that's the team that Seals Group's had a lot of success against. When's the last time we lost to Schmuckin? We haven't broadcast a game where we lost to Schmuckin. So it's been before our time, probably back in the 2004 season, something around that standpoint, when they beat them twice in one season. They beat them in the regular season and then beat them in the district championship game as well. Talking about those updated scores, you heard Sean give some scores. And one of Danville, another opponent, Seals Grove, has down the road, beating Milton 34 to nothing. But right here, Seals Grove trailing 21 nothing, following the timeout. They have it first down at 10 at the Seals Grove 44-yard line. Force turns. Gives it to Shoemaker, trying to bounce it to the outside. Dragon defenders, flag being thrown as he's able to take defenders inside the 40 down to the 39-yard line. Definitely a holding there. Bastion was turned and tackled. It will be a holding, just as you said. And it could be interesting when the final count comes on how many penalties in this game. And we dealt with it last week. There was 18 total a week ago against Chickalimi. And from a broadcast standpoint, boy, that just... You know, amongst the fan base and your listeners and the coaching, the players, boy, it's just the, the flow is not there. It makes it a very tough game to keep your head and focus around when you start thinking at every play there's going to be a penalty. I'll tell you, man, right now, Sealer still has three timeouts. There's 340 left in this game. Now they're going to have to stop here because they didn't reset the play clock. And then they tried to start. Now, the thing is, is okay, you didn't start the play clock, it but you did start, start the game clock. Put nine seconds back on, get it to the 340 mark like it should be, and set it at 25, and then set both. Just saying. 341. I don't know what's going on next door, but they have had a rough time tonight with this clock. Wow, and we talk about flow and the and flow and having a struggle from the uh, clock keeper as well. But we're getting it all right here. So with 340, 3. 30 to go here in the ballgame. Seals Grove trailing 21-0. Berwick will be in no hurry here. A very tight formation. Shoemaker in the deep set. It gets the call. Underneath the con tackle. Dragon defenders going to be short of the 49-yard line. Just barely there. So just getting a couple back following the holding penalty against the Bulldogs. But again, they're not going to be in a hurry here. Clock will wind to three minutes to go in the game. Remember, stick around after the game. Ryan will be down on the field, check in with Coach Derek Hicks. Also get a 
couple interviews from players down on the field who will be told to keep their heads held high. Played against a very good Berwick football team. Some people had them ranked second in the state in quad A. As they're going to send one wide receiver split to the right. Handoff to Shoemaker. Up the middle. Bounces off tackles. Dragon defenders into Seals Grove territory. As he's going to take it to the 46-yard line. Well short of a first down. It's going to be a third down and 11 for the Bulldogs. Bunch of gang tackling there. But Shoemaker showing some strength. He moved. He moved some guys there. Picked up about six yards on that play. Just dragging defenders, as you said. So third down here for the Berwick Bulldogs in no hurry. Play clock at 15, two minutes and five seconds to go in the game. Seals Grove apparently will drop to two and three, but still say two and one and hack one. Force looking to get the snap. Snap comes, a lot of movement up front. And uh, what's that yellow thing out there, right? It's a flag. It's a flag. <laughs> Thought maybe it was a flower growing. Somebody's trying to grow flowers out there. Somebody keeps picking them. It's a dandelion on an artificial field. Ugh. That's not good. Man, this penalty count has been incredible. As the ball is going to be a penalty against the Berwick Bulldogs. As the snap didn't come, everybody moved. So the ball will now will be placed at the Berwick 49-yard line. Clock at 150. Play clock at 20. Alex Force talking to Shoemaker behind him, letting the play clock run down. Man goes in motion, turn, give to Shoemaker at midfield, and he's going to be spun and taken to the turf. And, Ryan, again, this defense has played amazing. The running attack of the Berwick Bulldogs coming into tonight, you had Shoemaker averaging 151 yards on per game. They were averaging 278.5 on the season against good ball clubs a week ago they played against wyoming valley west and seals grove has done a great job the thing is shoemaker had the one big long run for a touchdown for 48 yards so his numbers are going to be a little better than what they actually were on the night but kudos to this defense once again as they're now going to force the berwick bulldogs into a punting situation dropping back is nylon and shown high snap to the punter finally gets it away almost blocked or was it blocked it was and it will go out of bounds i think showers actually was held too as he was trying to get to the punter but he did eventually get a hand on it and the ball is going to go over to the seals grove seals at their own 40 yard line the seals grove offense will jog back out onto the field Trailing 21 nothing with just 48 seconds to go in the game. Swineford's going to split far to the left. Two wide receivers make it a wide receiver. Two to the left, one to the right. Sebastian stays in a quarterback. He has the lone touchdown pass of the night. He's going to throw it to Metzger, who flips it to Nyland. Tried to pitch it back to him, and nothing there. Berwick all over that. It is a completion by Bastion to Metzger. But it's going to be stopped quickly as he pitched it to Nylon. So second down and five for the Seals Grove Seals. Under 24 to go in the game. Trailing 21-7. Berwick will stay undefeated on the season, but boy, what a challenge they had here tonight. Deep down the right sideline, Swineford looking 
to try to get deep, defended well. Ball sails over his head, falls incomplete. It'll be a third down and five for the Seals Grove Seals, which could potentially be the last play of the game. Again, stick around. Ryan making his way down on the field to get some interviews. Going to check in with head man Derek Hicks, see what his message is going to be to his guys after this defeat to the Berwick Bulldogs, and also check in with some players down on the field. Bastion drops back under pressure. Going to look deep, and it's over Metzger's head, over the defender's head. It's going to hit the turf, allowing 8.2 seconds left on the plate or left on the clock here for the Seals. Seals will look to regroup. They were able to do that after the Southern loss. They regrouped, came back, and shut out Chickalimmy 35 0. They'll look to do it again here after falling to the undefeated and highly thought of throughout the state, Berwick Bulldogs. A lot of positives to take out of this one on the defensive side for the Seals. Fourth down and five for Bastion. Drops back, under pressure, rolling to his right, gets rid of it, throws it to Khan underneath. Khan's going to run, be short of a first down. Well, they're going to give him a good mark, maybe picked up just enough for a first down. But with that play, there's no time left on the clock. So the Seals Grove Seals will fall to 2-3 and three with the loss to the Berwick Bulldogs, 21-7. And again, you want to stick around. Ryan's going to try to catch up with Coach Derek Hicks down on the field. And then we'll get ready to take you to the Service Electric Cablevision post-game show as Ryan will check in with players. We'll have the Smoky Dam Health Center backbreaker play of the game. We'll have the stats from our stat man, Zach Showers, as well. So the Seals Grove Seals unable to make it four in a row as the Berwick Bulldogs able to avoid losses in four straight games to the Seals Grove Seals. The first time that Derek Hicks has coached the Seals Grove team to a defeat against the Berwick Bulldogs. Got Derek there with Ryan, so we're not going to waste any time. Let's run it down to Coach Hicks. His team falls 21-7, but a lot of positive things to take out of this. Ryan, take it away. All right, Pat, we're down here in the field. You're listening to the Seals Game Show presented by Service Electric Cablevision. I have Coach Hicks with us right now. Coach, what a what a weird game tonight. Your defense showing that it can play with the best of state. Offense struggles. What are your thoughts as you come off the field here tonight? Uh, you know, I think you hit it pretty well there. We defensively, we played well enough to win. I mean, it's seven nothing at halftime uh, with, with a couple opportunities missed. You know, we're in that ball game, and uh, uh, one big play we gave up in the second half to give up a score. But uh, I don't know how many plays they ran tonight, but it it, it certainly felt like a lot. And offensively, you know, I mean. Uh, you know, we've been praising Danny as a freshman coming out a couple 300-yard games, and unfortunately, uh, sometimes with a young quarterback, you're going to get a night like this. What was it that Berwick did defensively tonight that just caused, it seemed like, just chaos in every aspect of the offense? Uh, you know, they just had some nice blitz packages, and, um, you know, even at times the line did a nice job at times picking it up, and Danny, you know, got pressure early and kind of got happy feet, and... Uh, you know, they, they were in his head a little bit, and like I said, with a young guy back there, that, that's going to happen from time to time. Now on the positive side, your defense, absolutely phenomenal. Nate Schoen looked comfortable moving to defensive end for the most part tonight. What, what did you see from your defense, and what are your thoughts now after that? 
Yeah, I mean, he did a nice job. You know, we had an injury there, and we bumped Nate down because uh, we played him at nose a little bit, and he's been a terror. So uh, we, we gave him a crash, crash course on playing on the outside yesterday after practice. And, uh, you know, he had a big game. Uh, I thought the linebackers played well. Blaze had another big game. And, you know, the biggest thing was – uh, yeah, every play you had eight, nine, ten, eleven red jerseys around the football, and uh, you know even if thirty-nine there for them broke a tackle, he, he's a good back. Uh, we had guys there to clean it up. Well, coach, not obviously the outcome you wanted, but some positive things there to keep working on. Uh, good luck next week going to Loyal Sock, playing a good Loyal Sock team. Yeah, thank you. Certainly doesn't get any easier, so we'll uh, we'll get with the kids here, get rebounded, and get back to work. It is that Seals Grove football schedule. All right, Pat, we're going to go back up to you uh, with the Post Game Show. Continue that. It's presented by Service uh, Electric Cable Vision, and then uh, it's windy down here. I'm going to get a couple more players to see if we can't uh, get some more interviews then. Appreciate that, Ryan, from down on the field, and we appreciate the, the ability for Derek Hicks to make it over before he goes over and speaks to his team, and we get an idea what the message is going to be to his team. Let's send it back to Sean, get some updated scores on games that went on around the Valley. Here again, Seals Grove loses to Berwick. 21 to 7. John? All right, Pat, thanks very much on our Aubrey Alexander Toyota out of town scoreboard. Scoreboard page at eagle107.com. Just went final at Shikolemi Stadium as the Braves dropped to 0 5 on the season. Jersey Shore, thanks to three touchdowns tonight by Kyle Tome, uh, defeating the Braves 35 to 13. Shemokin, 27 7, upset win over Lewisburg tonight. Uh, both Shemokin and Lewisburg are now 3 and 2 on the year. Uh, Lewisburg running back Max Moyers uh, did leave the first half uh, to an injury, but did come back into the game for uh, the Green Dragons and ended up with 133 yards on 27 carries. Also, we have uh, final score Upper Dauphin defeating Tri Valley 42 to 14. In the fourth quarter, Williams Valley 30, Juniata 6. Big second half for Southern Columbia after the score being at 20-20. The Tigers ripped off 20 unanswered points. Uh, They have doubled up the Blue Jays 54-27. They're halfway through the fourth quarter. Warrior Run getting a win tonight over Mifflinburg 14-12. In the fourth, Line Mountain going to be a happy homecoming for the Eagles tonight 47-8 as they lead Millersburg. Also in the fourth quarter, Halifax 41, Newport 13. Final score tonight in the Cole region, North Schuylkill 33, Mount Carmel 21. In the Battle of the Bridge in Lycoming County, Montoursville, they win the Bridge Trophy for the first time since 2015 as they beat Loyal Sock 24-7. Loyal Sock will be Seawans Grove's next opponent at Sock next Friday night on Eagle 107. And the undefeated Jim Thorpe Olympians, they remain undefeated as they beat North uh, Midwest tonight uh, by a score of 55-7. We'll take a quick break and we'll come right back with more of the Service Electric postgame show after this. Seals tonight lose to Berwick 21-7. Back with more in a moment. This is Seals Football on Eagle 107. Want to get a huge discount on any new Toyota at Aubrey Alexander Toyota? Just unlock it. It's the brand new feature at AubreyAlexanderToyota.com. Go to any of the over 200 new Toyotas at AubreyAlexanderToyota.com. It's this simple. Click on Get the Unlocked Price, log in, and unlock your low, low price. It's simple, it's fast, and you'll save on a huge selection of new Toyotas. Unlock your low price only at AubreyAlexanderToyota.com. Eagle 107. It's time for the Seals Post Game Show, sponsored by Service Electric Cable Vision. Once again, here are Pat O'Brien and Ryan Brandt. 
Welcome back to Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field as the Seals Grove Seals fall to the Berwick Bulldogs 21-7. Coach Derek Hicks addressing things with his team. A lot of things to be very pleased with and obviously some things on uh, that need to be adjusted as you get ready to move into week six against the Lowell Sox Lancers. But Seals Grove falls to 2-3. and three. Berwick at 5-0. and oh. Looking at the scoring recap here. No score uh, until... Tchaikovsky uh, got a 32-yard touchdown reception, his first of the season from Forrest. That was his fifth touchdown pass of the season. Again, that covered from 32 yards out with 333 left in the first quarter. It's just a one-play drive covering those 32 yards. The extra point good, and Berwick led 7-0 at that point, and that would be the score at the end of the first half. We went at halftime with Seals Grove trailing 7 to nothing to the Berwick Bulldogs. The Bulldogs would put back-to-back scores on the board as they would come out. Shoemaker went for 48 yards. You heard Derek Hicks mention Shoemaker on the night pretty much contained, but he did have the one long run, 48 yards, with 4.31 to go in the third period. Two-play drive covering 48 yards, just took 37 seconds. The extra point good, and Berwick at that point led 14 to nothing. And then Wilk got on the board as he got his second touchdown reception, forces Sixth throw of the season. It was a 34-yard touchdown reception by Wilk with 53 seconds to go in the third. Three-play drive covering 31 yards, one minute and 14 seconds. The extra point good, and it was 21 to nothing lead at that point for the Berwick Bulldogs. That would be the score at the end of the third period. And then Bastion came in, checked in for uh, the freshman quarterback, Shock. He got his first touchdown throw of his career, and it went to Kantz, Christian Kantz, his first touchdown reception of the year. That came from 11 yards out with 348 to go in the game. It completed a seven-play drive, going 44 yards, took two minutes and eight seconds. The extra point good, and it was 21-7 to at that point, and that would be the score at the end of the ball game. Seals Grove Falls 21-7. to See Ryan down on the field as the players have broken the huddle. He's down there with Everett Thomas. Ryan, take it away. Here in the field, the Seals post game show presented by Service Under Cable Vision. The Seals falling tonight 21 to 7 to the Berwick Bulldogs. I do have Everett Thomas down here in the field. Everett, good night tonight defensively. Seven tackles, a lot of pressure in the backfield. What did you see on the defensive side of the ball and why were you able to be so successful tonight? Uh, well, just during the whole week, I was told stay low, then they can't block you. Uh, I felt as if they, were, they had a pretty good line but they would make mistakes every now and then, and I would try to capitalize on it. And this is a team that's getting a lot of attention. In Berwick, you know, they're considered a possible, like, top three team in the state. What did their defense show tonight and how the, who they can compete with? Uh, their defense was real good. 7-2, he was really giving me the business all night, and I just tried my best against them. On the offensive side of the ball, not a lot going for you guys. What were you seeing out there? What, what, what was what was what was the reason for? I mean, not only just not to be able to run the ball, not to be able to throw the ball. Guys didn't seem to get open. What what was the feeling in the offensive huddles tonight? Uh, well, for me, it was mostly my technique, and I was messing my technique up, and I, I'm going to spend the week practicing that. That's a great attitude. Not the result you wanted, but great effort tonight. You had a great impact, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, thank you. All right, and then we'll move along here, Ants. Cans tonight on offense, one of the lone sparks for the Seals. You ended up tonight with four catches, 51 yards and a TD. What were you able to do tonight? What was it that got you open and making some, you know, important catches that set up easier second and third downs? 
Well, I was fresh most of the game and just ran all my routes hard. And the quarterback was able to get me the ball sometimes and put in work. <laughs> now, it was a pretty uh, tough game for you guys offensively. What were some of the things being said by the leaders on this team in the offensive huddles? We just got to come at every play with intensity. Everyone's got to do their job, and we weren't doing that tonight. And it's just a process. We're going to fix it next week. Well, that's the right attitude. Now, fixing it, got something going on offense. You get the touchdown play. Take me through the touchdown play. What was the call? Well, I had to dig through the back of the end zone where I was trailing the Y, and it probably shouldn't have been thrown to me. The quarterback threw it across his body, but no defender went with me, and I was open. I caught it, and yeah. That's it. You you made yourself available. A great catch. Um, good luck next week going up to Loyal Sock. Another tough game for the Seals. Indeed it is, but we'll be ready. All right, love to hear that. And then last we got Ben Swineford. Ben, pretty good game from you on both sides of the ball. I mean, three for 23 offense doesn't sound like a lot. That was a lot of production tonight, though, for the for the offense. And on defense, you, you had a bunch of stuff here. You had uh, six tackles, one pass batted down. You had an interception and a, and a fumble recovery, just doing a little bit of everything. Now, you're a senior leader on this team. It is a weird game. It, it seemed as, as bad as it was on offense, it was as good on defense. So you got mixed emotions. You know, defensively, you can play with anyone in the state. Yeah. But on offense tonight, a real struggle. What's going to be your message to this team this week as you guys get ready for Loyal Sock? We just have to get the line. They have to look at film. We just got to get five guys that will go hard the whole time. Now, tonight defensively, this was absolutely the, uh, the Seals' best performance of the year. You held them to eight yards in the first half. I don't have the total stats you held them to, but eight rushing yards in the first half against a team that has run the ball over everybody. What is it with this defense? Why is it coming together now? We just have guys that have attitudes. We have linebackers that hit holes, and we got big guys up front that fight the whole time. Well, it showed tonight. Uh, tough loss, but I know you guys will continue to get better as you move forward. Good luck next week. Thank you. All right, Pat, and that'll wrap it up on the field for the Seals Post Game Show presented by Service Electric Cable Vision. We'll go back up to you in the booth. Appreciate it, Ryan, from down on the field. Appreciate checking in with those three guys, and you heard the message. They're all going to get better this week, bigger, faster, and overall better getting ready for a, a big game against the Little Sock next week on the road. We're going to take a break, come back. We'll run down the full stats, thanks to our stat man, Zach Showers. Give you the Schmoke Dam Health Center backbreaker play of the game. And wrap things up here from Harold L. Bowling Memorial Field. Seals Grove Falls to 2-3 and three with a loss to the Berwick Bulldogs, 21-7. We'll be back after this break. This is Seals Grove Football on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. Stream on with Service Electric Cable Vision high-speed internet free for two months. Enjoy faster speeds for smooth streaming and downloading on all of your devices. Choose the speed that's right for you. Plus, you'll get free installation and two free months all-in-one wireless cable modem and router when you sign up. SCCV high-speed internet free for two months. Visit sccv.com slash speed. That's sccv.com slash speed. Offer ends October 26th. 
Clark and Troy here at Zimmerman Motors. It's Jeep Adventure Days, and we're celebrating the official vehicle of fun with special Jeep pricing for everyone. Up to $6,000 off new Renegades to qualified individuals. We have over 20 to choose from. And we're also discounting 2019 Jeep Cherokees up to $4,000, and all new Grand Cherokees have a minimum of $4,000 off. Huge discounts all month long, great selection, and amazing financing deals. Come in and see why people have been coming from all over the region to Zimmerman's Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram in Sunbury and experience what we call the Zimmerman difference. Call 570-988-JEEP online at ZimmermanJeep.com. This is Eagle 107. Welcome back to the Service Electric Cable Vision post-game show. Pat O'Brien along with Brian Brand, Zach Showers. Now we move to the stats on the night, thanks to our stat man, Zach Showers. The team numbers against Seals Grove Falls 21-7 to the Berwick Bulldogs. First down, Seals Grove 8 Berwick 9. Rushing department, again, with the sacks and the pressure by the Berwick Bulldogs. Seals Grove rushing yardage, minus 63. The Bulldogs held to just 76 yards. And again, you got to keep in mind what this defense was able to do against this rushing attack of the Berwick Bulldogs, who were coming into the game. They were averaging 279 yards and 17 touchdowns from the rushing game alone. And Seals Grove held them to just 76 yards rushing. Kudos to that defense and their approach against a very good rushing attack of the Berwick Bulldogs. In the passing department, Seals Grove 115 and the Berwick Bulldogs 142. So total yards. Seals Grove just 52 yards, Berwick Bulldogs 218. Penalties were a problem all night for both teams. Seals Grove ended up with five penalties for 46 yards, as the Berwick Bulldogs had nine penalties for 98 yards. Turnovers an issue as well. Three interceptions thrown by the Seals and one fumble. The Berwick Bulldogs, one interception thrown, three fumbles. So turnovers an issue as well for both teams. Now looking at individual numbers. First in the rushing department for the Berwick Bulldogs, Shoemaker, 20 carries, 83 yards, four seven carries for just two yards. In the passing department for the Berwick Bulldogs, 10 carries or 10 completions on 18 attempts, 142 yards for the senior quarterback, two touchdown passes, and he did have one interception. His main target tonight was Wilk, seven catches, 92 yards, and a touchdown for the Tegan Wilk, Sherkowski uh, had the first touchdown in the first half for the Burbank Bulldogs, but that was the only catch he had all night. One catch for 32 yards and a touchdown for the Berwick Bulldogs. For the Seals Grove Seals, in the rushing department, Schoen ended up with 40 yards on 11 carries, and Kahn had just four yards on five carries. Now for the passing department, Shock, 8 for 19, 72 yards and three interceptions. Bastion came in, 6 for 14, 43 yards, and did have the touchdown pass. That touchdown pass went to Kant. You heard him down on the field. Uh, interview with Ryan at four catches, 51 yards, and the touchdown. Nyland ended up with three catches for 26 yards. Swineford, three catches for 23 yards. He now has 23 catches on the season, does the senior receiver for the Seals Grove Seals. Con had a catch, Metzger a catch, and four as well for the Seals Grove Seals. Well, now we move to the Smoke Dam Health Center backbreaker play of the game, and it had to be the strip of Bastion. He was trying to make the play, extend the play, ended up getting the ball knocked out of his hands. The Berwick Bulldogs were able to pick it up, contain. They actually took it into the end zone, but there was a personal foul penalty, so the touchdown was negated. Boy, boy, it was a big play by the Berwick Bulldogs to get the possession and get the turnover. So that's the Schmokin Health Center backbreaker play of the game. Schmokin Health Center offering medical care, chiropractic care, rehabilitation, and more. Call 570-743-4300. 
833-3-3 for an appointment. That's the Schmokadam Health Center backbreaker play of the game. Remember, each week on Eagle 107, you can hear live play-by-play action of Bucknell Bison football. Tomorrow, the Bison take on the Villanova Wildcats. You can hear it with Doug Birdsong and Kevin Hurst starting with the Bison build-up on Eagle 107. Next week, the Seals Grove Seals will take on the Loyal Sock Lancers. We'll be on the road. You can catch Seals game day with me, Pat O'Brien, Ryan Brandt, starting at 6, Derek Hicks pregame show at 6.30, followed by the kickoff at 7 p.m. Well, that wraps up Seals postgame show, presented by Service Electric Cable Vision. Again, the score, Seals Grove falls to the Burbank Bulldogs 21-7. For our stat guys, Zach Showers, Sean Carey, our producer, and Ryan Brand. This is Pat O'Brien saying thanks for joining us for tonight's Seals Football in Eagle 107. Up next, scores and highlights from across the region in the Alpha Electric Electrifying Call of the Week with Sean Carey and the Sunbury Motors Seals Game Night right here on Eagle 107 at the Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation app.